actually once you actually start having interesting conversations with people and fucking getting to pick their brain and knowing them that's why like i really want to start it right yeah just i I enjoy talking to people man it's fun i get that for sure like you're an interesting guy man like you you always (laughs) got a lot going on to be honest and you're actually very active on social media and you're one of the only trainers i personally see on my feed that is really active like that maybe a high up bodybuilder is more like that but you're like you're on top of it you're always promoting classes and shit man and you give good advice too like that's why i've always respected you know your your you know the way you teach especially you helped me out with a lot of my stuff when i showed up at true too Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. yeah man this guy hasn't showed up about you for like (laughs) three months i was excited that you were coming (laughs) i'm blushing right now no but it's uh there's a difference because um when you're doing something you love that kind of thing is just easy you know what i mean like it just comes naturally whereas if i felt it was forced and it was like a job then uh, you'd probably see a lot less and then you know i'd only post something every four days and it would be like very well thought out but now it's just like um i'll be at work and i'm training a client and i'm I'm explaining something to them and I'm like oh this would be a cool video and I just whip my phone out I film it and then I kind of um, have an inventory of videos and like instructions and stuff and then I go through that on like a Saturday when I have some extra time and uh, just think about it and I'm like oh this would be cool and I'm trying different things like the one I'm doing now is the uh, the green screen you know on TikTok, the TikTok green mm-hmm. screen so I have my client doing something and I'm kind of like pointing it out and talking at the same time. So it's fun. I don't really see it as a job. Super passionate about it. Find it a lot of fun. So I think that's the difference. And uh, honestly, I love being at the gym. So I'm there all the time. It's kind of like, I don't know, it's a cool social hour for me. So it's I'm working with the client, but I'm also like, I see you guys there. So I'm talking to you as well. The day flies by. It honestly mm. doesn't feel like work. So really enjoy it and you kind of you kind of had to start working there right like before your yeah. other job or whatnot and yeah yeah you um, uh any like what do you think's the hardest part about being in your position like a personal trainer or coach what do you think's the hardest thing to maybe even get through clients you think in your personal opinion um the hardest thing i don't know i wouldn't say anything's very like difficult it's uh it comes pretty naturally to me because i just i honestly want to help you so i think the difference being um i'm not serving myself in that situation so i just have a normal conversation with you i'm not trying to sell you anything or like pitch anything to you and i think that was the big turning point that i had in like my career when the first couple months um i was really like it was it was sales to me i was trying to sell something i was trying to like get you to buy a package and that's when it was like, it was a lot of pressure and very difficult when you think of it as like a job and from a sales perspective. And then honestly, um, it wasn't even like I had just uh, a moment of like this. It just kind of, I relaxed a little bit a couple months into my job and I was like, just starting to have conversations with people. And that's when people started opening up like potential clients or just people that were working out. I'm just having conversations on the floor, talking to people and they're like, you know what? Um, I actually like that. Can I get a meal plan or can we talk a little bit more about this? And uh, that's when it kind of transitioned to, it started being super easy. So at first, yeah, difficult to get over that hump of how do I start making money doing this? And you, you know like not I mean? approaching it as a sales. You didn't yeah. want to approach it that way, yeah. which makes sense. I get it why you wouldn't. I don't think a lot of people like that either. It kind of turns them off, right? Definitely. And the thing, like I've, I've 
I know people that are in sales and as soon as they start talking to you, even like direct DMs or something, you're like, you kind of put your guard up and you're like, ooh, you get, you're like, they're trying to sell <laughs> right. me something yeah. gross. Yeah. But uh, honestly, like, I see you struggling in the gym. It's pretty clear that, you know, you have a goal. You're trying to get fit. You're trying to lose some weight. You're trying to build some muscle. And I see you struggling on some form and just, uh, just talk to you about it. You know what I mean? And then through that conversation, um, figure out what I can do to help you instead of what I can get from you. I think there's a big difference there. So just helping people and uh, getting you to open up about what you need or that kind of thing, it uh, makes it a little bit easier. Right. So I struggled with that at first. That was very difficult, the sales aspect, but it's definitely changed now. It's, right? it's always nice to hear that someone's getting to do what they're passionate about for a living. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You're like one of the second guests that have said that. Yeah. And you hear it like, yeah, I don't know. I'll just bring up Gary Vee because I saw a Gary Vee episode or whatever, but he's like, if Huge you could fans. change. Friends of the show. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, he's pretty popular. Everybody knows him. So I'll use him as an example, but he, uh, he preaches, you know, you gotta, if you can make money with what you're passionate about, then it's not a job. And, you know, that just sounds like words at first, but then when you turn it into like um, reality, you know what I mean? You bring it to the forefront and you actually start doing it. It's, uh, it's pretty cool. And it's not a job. Come, everything starts to come easy and you really enjoy it. Like the days fly by. I almost feel like there's not enough hours in the day. You know what I mean? To get things done. Right, like the weeks are just going by and you're like, what yeah, the man. fuck? Yeah, so when I get done training, I get home, I got like two hours until bed. Uh, I could just watch Netflix and relax, but I get more of like a dopamine rush from just working on my business. I feel like I'm building something, you know what yeah. I mean? Uh, I don't think you can really fake that. If it was a job job, like if I was selling cars, I would get home from work and I would leave work at work. Yeah. So. Uh, I get what he's, what Gary Vee would be saying when he says if you can turn your, your passion into, like, not a job, but a career, make money from it, um, that's when things really start to take off. I, like, I understand that. I get that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I almost don't even want to, like, go out and party at bars or anything like that mm-hmm. anymore, or even, um, I don't know, just that kind of thing that I feel like are time wasters, you know? I just, I want to get things done. I want to do things right and that's comes back to the uh the instagram why i'm so active and everything it's just i find it fun it's uh something to do right it's something to pursue a, uh, like a goal to achieve exactly plus it's good that you show like even show your clients progress like i think that's cool yeah. i don't know i don't know too many coaches that actually do that anymore right. to be honest i and, and especially that your clients are so in in my personal opinion responsive to whatever you're giving them because yeah. you're clearly whatever you'll you'll sh- put a picture and it's like oh this is a five week difference and they've yeah. made astronomical progress man like even uh the one my latest one um he's a remote client so it's a little bit more difficult because you can give them all the advice but they have to do it themselves right i can't be there to push them right. except for like messages and uh through my app i can do check-ins and everything but in the first 10 days this guy clearly, like, you can see lower abs, and it's only been 10 days of clean diet, and he probably hit, like, five workouts, right? So big difference there, and I'm really trying. So I have a main Instagram, and then I have my business one. So I just I separate the two because my business one is going to be all about my clients, right, and how I'm helping them and uh, their progress. Um, I think that that really helps with someone, say, they're training with me, and they might have, like, self-esteem issues or they get down about themselves, 
you make a post, an appreciation post, and it's like, in their minds, they're like, okay, well, maybe I am doing a good job, right? Maybe I will keep going. Mm -hmm. So I think that's huge, too, in getting people motivated, right? Yeah, that's important. If you gotta, especially, I've always said, like, as a beginner, like, if you're trying to train, like, you're getting new to the gym, you're trying to get an understanding of going there every day, you're trying to get into a routine. I've always, like, I think people... A lot of, I hear from my personal view, I hear people always scared, right? There's a lot of I'm scared to go to the gym because uh, whether it's uh, other, you know, it's usually jack dudes I hear. Like, they're like, oh, I'm scared of the meatheads. That's what they call them um, and whatnot. And I say, like, that, that's – I don't think you need to be worried about that because I think some of those guys are – most likely willing to help re yeah, realistically the, usually the nicest most helpful people right because yeah. we all started somewhere and that's the thing that you don't understand i remember um when i first started working out dude all i did was bicep curls and like crunches that was it that's all i knew how to do is all i was comfortable with doing mm -hmm. and then uh i was just like working out at you remember uh lifestyles on central yeah, yeah that's yeah, now fit for less yeah fit for less yeah. now yeah so it was central before and that was where like i'm pretty sure most of the meatheads went back Yeah, the bodybuilders, yeah. Absolutely. So, of course, I was intimidated going there. And then, uh, honestly, just randomly one of the guys came up, and he's like a big football player-looking dude, and he's like, do you want to learn how to do a pull-up? Like, just randomly, didn't even know this guy. And I was like, for sure, man. So he took, like, I don't know, 25 minutes out of his day to just teach me how to do a pull-up. And I legit, I had to bring a bench up, put my foot on the bench, and, like, use my leg to help me do a pull-up like to any normal person that's super embarrassing right but now when I'm when I see people struggling I just kind of put myself back to that time and I'm like you know empathetically I'm like okay I know exactly what they're going through uh, so kind of gives you a little bit more uh, I don't know softness or patience mm. to when you're helping them and uh, I don't know helps you out a little bit yeah that's uh, that's kind of like how I met my gym partner my uh, my gym partner's a natural pro bodybuilder okay. and uh i remember he was like the same thing he was watching me incline bench press and he that's when he came up to me and he was like hey can you spot me and then after he actually asked if i he goes do you want to try this and i'm like oh i don't know if i can lift that and he's like we can reduce it yeah because he was like doing three plates <laughs> like, i'm gonna i'm gonna I don't think I can lift that i'm man. gonna go yeah. under that and my fucking rotator cuff's gonna be shot but uh yeah. no so that and then after he's like what are you doing the rest and i just said uh oh i i don't really know like i didn't uh, you know i didn't have really a plan at this point you really know like nothing yeah and he was like why don't you work out with me for the rest and there i was like go. okay and then the yeah. next day i uh i parked my truck i'm walking into the gym and this cadillac pulls up in front of me he drives a cadillac yeah. pulls up in front of me he goes uh what are you training today and i was like back and he's like want to train back together and i was like yeah, yeah. man and then yeah. uh that's literally just how it started man and now we've been working out for close to about a year now that's it, man. And it's honestly the same thing with like successful people in business. If they see somebody that's like open to learning and, you know, um, able to accept criticism to get better, those people that are successful are going to send the elevator back down. Like if you're receptive to lessons and you're going to listen to their instructions, absolutely, they're going to help you out. And probably for free, to be honest, just because they want to do that. People get like they feel good with helping other people and going down the path that they went down, you know, trying to avoid the mistakes that that expert in the field kind of made on their way up. And I mean, if you, if you can listen to people like that, like your trainer there, like he helped you bypass probably five years of mistakes, right? Oh yeah. Oh, easily. Yeah. So he was a really good guy. 
I have the same stories too where um, I went to college and I lived with a Western football player. So it was him and I and then we had another roommate too, Evan. He was a really smart guy, biomed. And then, um, <clears throat> so I started going to the gym with his name was Jason. So he's on the football team. I go to the varsity Western gym, right? Not even just the normal gym that everybody goes to, like the varsity gym. So it's all the athletes. And I'm just this skinny dude who just learned how to do pull-ups like a year before. All I have is like some, some peaky biceps, right? So I'm going in and I'm telling you when I, I can only bench the bar. That's it, barely. So I'm working out with these football players and dude, these guys are doing three plates for like 20 reps. It's, it's insane. Um, and they honestly, they would strip the whole weight down, watch me do it and like root for me, cheer me on. And I'm, I swear by the end of the semester there, I was, I was up to like the half plates, 25s on each side Damn. and that felt great, man. Yeah. And then they started putting fucking, uh, the chains on it, you know, and yeah. that's when I felt real badass. So that helped a lot. Um, moving forward a couple years, uh, I moved houses. Those two guys graduated. I had different roommates. So I started working out with, uh, I was working at a club at the time. So working out with the bouncers there, eh? Just big, solid dudes. And I'm working out with one of the bouncers there. And he's like, let's bench press two plates. I've never done two plates before. I weigh like 165 pounds. Insane. That's more than I weigh. Yeah. Right? yeah. So uh, I'm trying to do this bench press. And he gives me like the completely wrong advice. He's like, you know, Elbows should be on 90 degree angle. That's how you work the chest the best. But with two plates, I mean, that's a whole lot of wear and tear on your shoulder caps. Oh. I ended up getting like some pretty bad, bad shoulder that still bugs me today. So just going on that bad advice, I'm still suffering the consequences, right? Yeah, you will, man. Yeah, I was ego lifting to the extreme, right? I think you do that in the beginning, though. Yeah, I think absolutely. I think easily in the beginning, everyone like I'm guilty for it. Like I remember, I pulled my lat so bad during a deadlift. Like, I was doing uh, three plates, and I I just you know what it was? It was I was breathing wrong. That's legitimately what it was. So I was bracing yeah. at the wrong time. Like I blew out everything before I even picked up the bar. So I did that, and then I just pulled my lat. Man, it was oh yeah. It's probably like, honestly one of the worst pains I've ever had in yeah. the gym. Your gym crush was walking by, and you're like, I gotta load up two oh, more plates. Man. Let's go. I was going for four after that. Yeah, you were <laughs> for sure. I was like, hey, I've never hit three, but I'll hit four today for sure. But, just trying uh, to get her attention. Oh man, she's she got I got her attention when I, I was bet. yelling about my fucking lat. <laughs> <laughs> she was fucking paying attention. All right. Yeah, That's no, she hasn't looked at me the same since, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, no, man, I, uh, yeah, I think everyone egoless in the beginning, and I think, uh, the one tip I always say is, like, practice your form before anything, like, I don't Absolutely. care if it's just, you know, whatever, it's a fucking 15-pound dumbbell, like, just get the form down, because yeah. the, the worst thing you can do is really, especially when you're young, if you fuck yourself up when you're young, that's a lot of, you know, that's a lot of, what do you want to say, progress that's being left on the table. I, oh, in yeah. my personal opinion, it is, yeah. right? I do, I, I, the way I train now is, like, I, I eliminate anything that will give me an issue. Like, mm -hmm. if it's, like, if this bugs me a certain way, like, if, if I'm, like, uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know, I, that's not really hitting me where I want it, I'll abandon it, right? Because if, yeah. if you're not, I personally think if you're not feeling it in that muscle you're trying to target, why, why waste your time with it? That's my personal opinion. Yeah, definitely. And um, to add to that, I'd say, like, depending on your goals, I guess, but it's still across the board. Uh, if you want to build a great physique, it's the 
the form and the technique that's going to get you there. It's not the weights. Like, right. um, you could get the weight from point A to point B, but with shitty form, you're not going to look the greatest, right? And cheating. And, yeah. Cheating, yeah. You're, you're doing yourself a disservice, but for what? You know, to look good for the other dudes that don't even give a shit how much you're you're lifting yeah. right to a point so i understand like um i still i have pr videos on my instagram that that shit's awesome right you get a fucking huge charge when you're like man i've never hit that weight before look at this but you have to do it with good form right um if you don't then it has the opposite effect where people on your looking at your pr are like well look at this guy how did he not blow his shoulders out doing that bench press right he looks like a goof Mm -hmm. So you have to take that into account too, right? Yeah, especially as a beginner when you're, uh, I feel like when you're progressing a lot, like you'll be, the beginner gains is what I'm saying. So the like, newbie you, gains. Yeah, oh, yeah, the newbie gains. Those Absolutely. are, so I think, uh, especially I hear, um, like a lot of people in their first year, they'll like, they hit a rut, like they hit a, whatever a you want to call it, plateau, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, they can't get past it and they're like doing everything, but it's like, okay, man, if you're not getting past that plateau, we got to switch something up, whether it's like. You gotta eat a little more food to fucking start lifting a little hire heavier. Hire a trainer. Hire a trainer. Yeah. <laughs> hire, hire a trainer. Yeah, go. for sure. I do. You, actually, speaking on that, do you find it sometimes hard if someone's had like a year or two of training? Do you think it's kind of hard sometimes to like break that plateau that they have? Say not, strength. Not the plateau necessarily. I'm thinking like if they've been taught a certain way. Sometimes I think from talking to people, it's hard to break that. Like it's hard to get them to like abandon something and try something new. I, if, yeah. I don't know if you've ever had that issue, but I, I have that. Like, someone will tell me, like, what do you do for uh, for chess? And I, I'll list all the exercises, and it's, like, only four exercises, but uh, they'll be like, well, where's the bench? Yeah. That's what they'll say every time. Where's the bench? And I'm like, I don't, I don't, Yeah. in my personal opinion, it hurts my shoulders too much. It exactly. does, and I don't, I'm, I don't want to do that. I, I just don't find, I find dumbbell pressing way more enjoyable. Well, yeah, that's, that's like a dogma. It's like a religion people have is you have to... You got a bench. Arnold did it. Yeah, Arnold did it, yeah, man. Exactly. But it like there's a whole bunch of different factors that go into that too, right? Like if bench press doesn't serve you, say you have bad shoulders, like I have a really hard time doing incline bench, right? Even mm -hmm. with dumbbells, so my upper chest suffers. But I just have to work around that. No matter how many incline bench presses I do, I'm still not going to be able to grow that because my it kills my shoulder, man. And it's not so, worth uh, it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's definitely like barbell is a great exercise, but there's definitely other ones, right? But to your question, um, yeah, most of my clients are like they're sort of new to the gym or I have a few that are um, like trying to break those plateaus. They're a few years into lifting and they're actually more receptive to uh, starting over like from scratch. Mm. The guys that you're describing that like have this system built in their head, uh, I can already think of two examples that just work out at my gym and I try to like... The one guy specifically, he's like, man, I'm really trying to grow my legs. And I'm like, so what are you doing? And I always see him doing the exact same thing, the exact same form, the exact same reps week after week. And he doesn't understand that you need to switch that shit up, right? Eight reps of barbell squat, the heaviest you can go, isn't going to be the best for growing your legs. It might be for about a month, but then you got to switch it up. You got to do higher reps, right? You got to lower that weight and work on your form, greater depth that kind of thing. So I've explained that to him and he just doesn't care or he just doesn't listen. So those kinds of people, you got to, as a trainer, understand that they're just not going to take the advice. So stop giving it, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. 
you can say something once, maybe twice, and if they're still not taking your advice, just stop. You know what I mean? They're never going to figure it out. Or if they do, it'll be on their own because they saw it on a YouTube video, whatever, you know. But, uh, yeah, it's those guys are difficult, and those usually aren't the guys that hire a trainer anyway. Yeah. So I'm not too worried about it. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying because, uh, I don't know, I just, I remember uh, just some guy at my gym, he was just, you know, he's like, show me his book. They, they, they write down, you know, keep track of whatever their weight and stuff like that, I guess. Um, and he, he's showing me what he's doing for chest. And I looked at him and I said, you're doing 46 sets for chest. And I was wow, like, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> like, buddy, what? No. Uh, and like I in do, a month. Oh it, my God. Dude, that's like his whole chest workout. Chest day. Like that's, <laughs> and I was like, four, you're doing 46 sets every chest day and you're hitting chest twice a week and he's like yeah and i'm like oh my god dude i'm like i do fucking i'm trying to hold on let me think i do like about uh, maybe tops 15 but i don't even think i get to 15 sets for chest yeah. i really don't so sorry go ahead and, and I'm, I'm just saying like i was trying to explain to him i'm like if you're telling me you could sit here and do 46 sets for chest you're clearly maybe not training as hard as you think like you're probably yeah. not taking a failure which he wasn't, but like, you know, right, like you see right. those guys that maybe get the 10 and they stop. Like, it doesn't even look like they were, they yeah. kind of struggled yeah. during it. And that's why you're not growing is because you're leaving so much on the table. And you think that, because I think everybody or most people, majority of people fall into that trap of more volume is always better. And that's not, it's not true. Maybe for one phase, a lot of volume is pretty good. But uh, after that, um, with someone like that, I would honestly recommend like, three sets or maybe even just to really fuck with them say you have one set of chest that's it for today like get them on a full body program where they have one uh, exercise for each muscle group every single day mm -hmm. and it just completely goes against everything that they have in their head right but then watch them grow in six weeks they'll have more gains than they did with all that volume and i call it junk reps so if you go into the gym and you know you only have one exercise for chest how hard are you going to give that three sets? Right. You're going to give it fucking everything because why would you waste those three sets? Yeah, why would you half-fast it? Exactly. Mm -hmm. So if you know that you have four other, six other exercises just for your chest day, mm -hmm. you're going to be like, ah, 12, good enough. Probably good have got to 20, but I still have four other exercises. Well, you're cheating yourself. You're suffering, right? Right. So switch it up. Um, when I first started a full body program, like I designed this program, it's six months of programming, F goes from full body to upper lower and then a body part split. Um, it's hard to sell that to a lot of people because they have this thing in their head that the bodybuilder six days a week, chest day, back day, leg day on specific days. Like who doesn't know? Everybody knows that Monday is chest day, mm -hmm. right? Right. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> as you can tell. Yeah, I know that. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows that. The subway workers know that. Oh, yeah. Right? Um, but you kind of have to break that uh, with a lot of people and just kind of give me a chance, you know, try this out. And I have a couple online clients that were, you know, stuck in that dogma way of thinking. Mm -hmm. And now they're doing the full body split and mm -hmm. they're just blowing up like their strength is going through the roof. Right. So, yeah, dude, uh, I don't know. It's just like it's it. What you're saying it is sometimes just a hard to break that. And I, I the way I try to always to explain it is like, okay, if I have you know, let's say twenty sets for legs. Yeah. 
you got to make those count. And I'm literally like, as I'm working out, I, uh, I learned to, uh, maybe it's from James as well teaching me but like he doesn't allow phones like he's like no man like when that's you, a good point he goes put your phone away he goes i don't care if you listen to music but put on a fucking album and put the phone away which i do every time even if i'm working out by myself i put my phone away it's like you're working out for an hour and 20 minutes or whatever like it, you're here for an hour and 20 like just give it all you got and, and you could do everything could be on pause for a second which like that's why i love the gym is because yeah. it's the only time where i'm lifting heavy as fuck and I physically cannot think of anything else. I can't. You you can't when you have when you're fucking holding ninety pound dumbbells in your palms. You can't think about anything else. No. It's impossible. No. Like that girl in your DMs, it's like out the window. That's you're, you're, you're hoping that weight doesn't come down and crush your trachea. You know, yeah. you got no yeah. time for that. You have no time for that. And then especially if you got like a guy like James who's yelling at you. Yeah. Like lift that motherfucker, man. Well, he's he's completely honest something, and that's something I fall for all the time too. Is just habit, creature of habit. Right. Whip the phone out in between sets. Next thing you know, you've been on a break for six minutes. You know so, what I mean? bad, dude. So, so bad, dude. So keep your phone in your pocket, like you said, and then watch your workout fly by. You got a whole workout in in forty five minutes to an hour. Right. Yeah. And then you're like, oh my god, I have all this time. Whereas before, you're staring at your phone. It takes two and a half hours to get the same workout it's, done. You know? It's not even that, dude. Like James will tell me, he's he's forty, right? So he's like, he's been he's been he's working. An OG. He's been working out since he was thirteen, dude. Damn. 13 he was in the gym he yeah. said he he would get his bus driver from fucking school to drop him off at the gym come on yeah and they it, wouldn't do that nowadays no no, no, oh my no they get arrested you know this is a different you know, era they get arrested do you know how much <laughs> paperwork that would be oh my god fuck no this guy would know he was actually yeah. former bus patrol yeah i am i am a former bus patrol believe it or not okay. i'm a vet yeah i'm a vet um <laughs> nice <laughs> i'm nice. a vet but, uh, it's very honorable. <laughs> Thanks, man. But uh, no, he was like, and he hates the phone thing. Like, he hates that people, like, right, they barely get, they didn't struggle for 10. Yeah. They drop whatever, and then assume, they, the, that's like, it's almost instant, dude. Like, they just pull out their phone right away. I, I watched this one chick there, and I'm not even kidding, man. From the moment she gets in, she don't get off. I, one time, I'm not even kidding, she was doing ab crunches and playing Clash of Clans. I don't even know how you can that's do that. That's amazing. That's a, that was, I was impressed. I wasn't even upset. Yeah. I was more like, wow, that's impressive. That's really good. But, no, he goes, uh, he's like, Jake, you see that guy on the fucking lap pull-down on the phone? And I'm like, yeah. He goes, that would never fly back in the day, man. The, no. That guy would get put in check. Because if someone was on their phone back in the day... Put, put in check. He'd just get punched in the head. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, can't do that now. I'm like, no, we can't do that now. Bro, that's, that's their generation, man. Yeah. My parents are the same way. They're like, you put your damn phone away at the dinner table, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's like it's probably like that at those hardcore bodybuilding gyms. Yeah. Like, the, like I mean, I'm not talking about like a fucking fit for less or a good life. I'm talking about like a in the dirt gritty and fucking you know bodybuilding gym it's uh that's a good topic too is how the atmosphere in the gym affects like your personal growth or even just like your gains in the gym right so oh. if you're working out around some people that are just half-assing it you know they're like yeah you know la-di-da staring at their phone go to a hardcore basement bodybuilder gym holy fuck dude. you Bro, would not be able to keep up you with would those guys. You, yeah your gains would explode you that is a whole different you would world. do one set of their workout and I you'd be even fucked imagine. you'd be so fucked i would you would hear some of these fucking bodybuilders like obviously we have way more science now on what you know what's actually optimal and whatnot but like you would hear like Tom Platts is like, man, no, you got to start with like 20 sets of squats. It's like, what the <laughs> fuck, dude? What 20 yeah, sets? Yeah, why not? Make it 100. Yeah, he's like, oh, I would squat all day if I could. Yeah. I could just squat all day. Yeah. 
well there like, is there is a training system that right. is like that it's called german volume training not too many people have heard of that but it's legit like you pick one exercise and just do a bunch of it all you do for leg day is squats you do 20 sets of squats You'd be fucked, man. You'd be so fucked. I How do, boring is that? It's it's boring, but, like, I could only imagine, like, set fucking... Oh, I Number remember, 19, you feel like you ran a marathon. Oh, dude, we used to we used to do squats, me and my partner, at the fucking end. The very end of our workout. That's a so, great time to oh, do it. So we, did, <laughs> so we did seated leg curls, lying leg curls, stiff-legged deadlifts, <laughs> leg press, and then we would squat. That's great. And one, and then actually we would lunge after that. Sorry, lunge was yeah. the last one. But one day he goes, "Hey man, I don't want to do the lunges today. Let's just do ten sets of squats." <laughs> That's awesome. Right after all of what I just told you. That's the definition oh. of shock the muscle. Dude, I I remember I got to set seven. Yeah. And I was he had to physically pick me up. Like I was yeah. failing so <laughs> yeah. bad. Where this guy, I I, I had like uh, maybe a plate and a quarter because at that point my legs were yeah. just dog shit. They were not okay at all and i i physically could not think if that makes sense like i couldn't oh, respond I back to him 100%. like he was like talking to me and i was like as soon as i would rack You're the like bar i would drop i would i would drop so fast and he's like okay i gotta do my set now and then he's just, <laughs> lo- he's just loading up a fucking another plate man yeah. it's like wh- and he and he's expecting me to spot him now yeah he's like okay i'm gonna squat three and a half plates now and you 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 can barely move so now watch me Right? Can you watch me now while I squat? And yeah, it's like, yeah. motherfucker, man. I think, I think his training system is he takes a bunch of exercises, he uh, puts them in a hat, and then he just yeah. draws them out. <laughs> you would think, man. Yeah, this is what we're doing. Yeah, and he, and that's, he was so adamant on, he's a big, uh, he does use machines and whatnot, but he's big on, like, especially when we do back training, he loves to attack the lower back because he thinks, like, the biggest disadvantage is not having a lower back. He thinks it's oh, like for sure. he goes. That's why you don't see people squat because very early on, whether they started, you know, they're they're not training their lower back. So when they finally actually do an exercise that makes them recruit their lower back, uh, barbell like, bent over row. Me and him do that every week, and we do five sets of that hard, yeah. heavy. Like we're rowing two and a half plates. Yeah. And like I'm trying to get the three row, but <laughs> two and a half plates is like so detrimental. I have a. Uh, Bro, and then after that, we're doing T-bar rows, and we're doing heavy dumbbell rows. Like, that's all lower back. And not to mention, total, rack pulls at the end. Total mayhem. And and, he, and I probably, my lower back is probably the strongest it's, it's ever been. Absolutely. Um, my favorite exercise for lower back, and I've done this, like, tons of times. You have the, the back extension, mm-hmm. but if you just stand on your two feet, and you grab a couple dumbbells, and you bend your lower back, and then stand up tall... Legit, like how they tell you not to pick up a box on the floor. Yeah, it's a standing back extension. Mm-hmm. Give me fifteen of those, just body weight, and your back is on fire. Your back's never worked like that before. So you got bent over rows, you got, uh, you know, squats, deadlifts. Your lower back is static for that, right? It's, it's, it's just like it's majority, holding. right? It's so, like majority. Yeah. What you need. So when you bend at your lower back with the standing back extension, and then straighten it back out like you're actually taking that muscle through the full range of motion instead of it just being static and holding uh it burns it hurts like hell right yeah i can totally agree with that man because even like the lower back how we're saying like you need a lower back for a good majority of the compound exercises do you think the same thing with like core because i notice like guys that don't train corn at all when they'll be at a plateau i'm like do you train corn at all they're like no and i'm like well, there's this, um, so if you follow bodybuilders, like uh, some old school ones, they're like, if you want visible abs, 
don't train core, you just gotta lose body fat, abs remain in the kitchen. Now there's obviously some truth to that, but mm -hmm. at the same time, like you gotta train your core like every other muscle. Why wouldn't you? Why would you just neglect your calves because it's, you know, the lower part of your your legs, it's not that important. Like you're obviously gonna have calves if you're low body fat, but you still gotta train them like it's every other muscle. Same with your abs. Right. Um, your core is super important. I know every exercise is a core exercise, right? If you do it properly, but train them like do your weighted sit-ups do your cable crunches that kind of thing and watch your movements just shoot through that's the what roof. I, that's what i was trying to get at because i when i'll tell people i'm like oh like hit core like even twice a week or something like just fit them in somewhere oh absolutely and, and they'll they'll actually break the plateau yeah because like they just maybe know how to brace a little better yeah, i don't yeah. know what i don't know what happens but like i just i started doing core when i was like plateauing i was like i don't train core enough man mm. like let me start training core and i did i'm like breaking plateaus i was yeah. breaking plateaus easily. i have a great example too is i have um like my female clients like um, generally what they want to do is they want to shrink their waist and they want to grow like their thighs and their glutes right so pretty common but when we get them on the scale their body fat is normal range and they're like but i feel bloated and my stomach sticks out and i'm like okay so I get them to just stand and I look at them sideways, like side profile, and they have this tilt where they're, just think of like if you're standing there straight and then you're sticking your ass out, so your body's like an ass. Well, when, when your hips are rotated like that, your stomach sticks out. Right, yeah. So a lot of, a lot of especially females, they think that they're high body fat, they need to do more cardio and like diet even harder, when in reality, they have to do core workouts to fix that pelvic tilt their hips shift forward into that natural position and that bulge in their stomach goes away. All they had to do is work on their core. You know what I mean? Hit mm. those lower abs, leg raises, planks, you know? Problem solved for a lot of people. So that's one good example. Also, um, if you wanna build up your abs and see them from a higher body fat percentage, like say you're at 12, 13% and you don't wanna dip below 10, you can have visible abs at that body fat percentage, but you gotta hit them with weight, mm -hmm. just like you would any other muscle, you know what I mean? So yeah. these body weight crunches, endless bicycle crunches and whatever, add some weight to that shit. Hit the decline bench, hold a plate and crunch that fucking plate. Do some um, Russian twists with the dumbbell, you know what I mean? Right. That's gonna build up your abs just like any other muscle and you'll be able to see them, you know? Yeah, I totally, uh, I agree. And then like, even, people will be like, oh, I want to look like this person. They're pointing to like a magazine. It's like, yeah, yeah. that guy doesn't look like that all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. You get what I mean? Like we're the, like, I mean the shredded, like right, right. these guys are at like, maybe what do you want to say at those magazines? 5% yeah. body fat, maybe four. And it's like, Hey, just because a lot of people's thing is like, oh, I, I, I don't know if you ever hear the thing. Well, I don't want to get too jacked. And oh, like, well, I always, especially I, women. Yeah. I always, like, right. Especially women. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I always say, like, I don't think you guys even realize what it takes to get jacked. Like, you're not willing to eat the food it takes to get jacked. Oh, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Like, I, like, even I remember, like, James explaining what he eats in a day. Like, Are that, you willing to spend all your money on food? <laughs> you're probably not. You're obviously, if you're a regular human being and you just want to go to the gym to, like, yeah, just feel better, maybe drop a few pounds, look a little better in the mirror, but, like, yeah, you're going to go out. And drink. You, of course, you're gonna go out to dates or whatever and have junky food. Yeah. So it's like, have you know, if you're, I always tell people like, even when people like stress about it, I'm like, are you uh, planning on bodybuilding or anything like that? And they're like, no. Right. And I'm like, I get it. You have a certain goal, 
but don't stress about it because if you're not even trying to bodybuild, like if yeah. this, if you are a bodybuilder, totally separate conversation. You have to be dialed in. Like there's no choice. If you want to take that as a path, you have to be serious about it. There's no if yeah. ands or buts about it. And you can tell the guys that, you know, that do take it seriously and that do want it. And then the you're guys absolutely that don't. right. Yeah, and I make that distinction too between like most clients that I have. Like I don't, I don't train for bodybuilding shows. I'm not saying I won't get into it in the future. It's just not what I'm doing right now. Right now, I'm helping clients set up healthy habits long term. So when they come and see me, they have this expectation of like a really extreme crash diet, you know, um, keto, cutting carbs, carbs are the enemy. Um, they're trying to shred fat as fast as they can. And I have to almost drill that out of their head and say, hey, listen, even if we don't um, work together long term for the whatever amount of time that we're together, we're trying to set up habits that you use for the rest of your life. So this isn't a kind of thing where you shred 25 pounds in say six months and then once you're done and you hit that you've been on that vacation that you were setting yourself up for you're not going to come home and just go back to the way you were like we're setting yourself up for long-term goals and that compared to the bodybuilder that's a month out from a show are two very different things right right you can't do that bodybuilder diet long term that's not possible so you kind of have to tell people that and get them to change that you know what i mean especially the weight loss clients and i think that deters a lot of people from coming to see me too is they think that i'm just going to be super extreme take everything away from them and yeah. they don't want they don't want that they don't want the chicken that. breast yeah. and broccoli every and rice. day you got your chicken and rice not. man that's it no the but first thing the case, i do man. is i get them to switch from whatever whatever their diet is at the time i get them to do a meal log and then we go through it and honestly the first thing is just getting them to switch to whole foods right you could Oh, um, dude, that's, I agree with you 100% on that, about the whole foods thing. Like, because yeah. people will even take the protein bar. I'm not saying the protein bar is necessarily bad, but should you try and have real food? Yeah. I get it if you're trying to meet certain goals, for sure. But, like, dude, I, I seen this tweet the other day, and it was someone talking about they went to Europe, and they're like, I lost 10 pounds in two weeks, and I was eating whole foods. I came back here and had one thing, and I bloated the shit. And it's like, yeah. I think about what, is probably in our food here and i'm like wow man because like i grew up in an italian home yeah so like a lot of the, like my no-no had a garden stuff like that so you were eating like whole actual whole foods like yeah i was eating pasta don't get me wrong it wasn't <laughs> i probably <laughs> how I gained most of my weight legitimately but yeah. um i uh but but then i i, I learned like i remember I, I was 300 pounds i it was really yeah, you lost a lot of weight. Can we just put that out there? How much weight did you lose in, in your weight in, loss journey? In total, I lost 102 pounds. That is in total. insane. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. It was. Uh, I I approached it maybe in a a different way because at that time, man, like I was just going to the gym because I paid for the membership. It wasn't even going because like yeah. I I actually man at that point in my life I was going through like maybe a weird area in that time. Like I probably didn't have really the best of friends. Like. I had friends that, you know, would rather <clears throat> be out partying and doing drugs all night. And, you know, I, I was out with them partying. But, like, at that, it got so tiring so fast. And it was like, uh, yeah, you know, my and I my mom used to be a bodybuilder. You get um, tired of feeling like shit all the time. Oh, man. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's, you know, you'd party, you'd come home at fucking one. And I'm going into work for, like, one i was getting home at like 5 a.m oh dude uh, like but <laughs> i had a little to, child don't worry about him I had, to, I had to somewhat be reasonable Rookie. yeah 
I there was a couple nights where it's like an hour, but I fucking that's hard, man. That yeah. is a hard shift. But uh, yep. no, man, I was fucking. I would get home at like one, two o'clock in the morning, but I'm going to work for fucking four. Like I'm waking yeah. up at four, going in for like four thirty, five o'clock, and like uh, you know, I remember my supervisor came up to me and was like, "Hey, man, your mom's a bodybuilder, right?" And I was like, "Yeah." And, you know, like he was like, "Would you go to the gym with me?" And at that point, I was just like, "Cause I would come home and nap. I would just nap. So I was falling into this like vicious cycle of like nap, get up, go hang out with my friends, get fucked up, come home, go to oh, work. Yeah. So I was doing that all the fucking time. And vicious I was like, cycle. And I was just like, "Yeah, you know, it's probably good for me." And you know, I didn't think of it though as like I needed to lose weight. I honest to God, I didn't even. I just thought of it like I was. Oh, I'm a big dude. Like I'm just a big guy. You man. just accepted it and you were complacent, right? Yeah, and. uh um, so I fucking, you know, I, I remember, I'm like, what are we doing it? And he goes a year, let's just do a year commitment. And I was like, okay, pay for the year commitment. And the next day, cause I remember we, we did our memberships online next day, got there and, uh, we worked out the one day, worked out the second day. And then that he, he was like, oh, I'm not going. And then like, I remember, uh, I remember like a week went by, like seven days went by. I didn't go and he didn't go. We weren't contacting each other or anything like that. We would even see each other at work and kind of talk about going, but never do it. And I remember I was just like, man, like, just go. You paid for the fucking year. <laughs> like, that's exactly how I went. When it's it just, hits your pocket. Yeah. When yeah. I was like, I paid for this fucking year. I'm like, I might as well just go. And I was actually, so I, I would still stay up late as fuck. But the thing was, is like when I would wake up from my nap, I would just, I would eat dinner and I'd wait and I'd go there at like 8, 30, 9 o'clock. But my adrenaline was fucking so high. So I wouldn't go, I, I wasn't even partying anymore at that point, but I wouldn't be going to bed till still two o'clock in the morning you still had some old habits so some bad habits yeah. so and then i remember one time uh right in the beginning of my workout uh be- beginning of the workout i uh i slept it would thank god it was a friday i didn't have to work the next day but i i slept and i slept all the way till 10 p.m whoa yeah so i got home from work slept, slept all the way to 10 p.m and i was like oh shit and that night i ended up staying up till like five o'clock the next morning oh, saturday shit. i'm nocturnal yeah and i was like Okay, man, we got to fix this sleep schedule. And I was like, we're I'm hanging out with the raccoons. Yeah, I was like, we're going to go to bed at like, we're going to fix the sleep cycle. Like, you're going to go to the gym right after work. Your even circadian though, rhythm even was it, fucked. Yeah, pretty much. And I was like, just go to the gym right after work. Like, don't make a big deal about it. You know, you're only there for 45 minutes, an hour. Just get, just get there and do it. Get the fuck out. And I was just... It was funny. My split was kind of just fucking so random. It was like chest, arms, back, shoulders, traps, legs. Uh, and then I was working out seven days a week. I worked out seven days a week for three straight months nice. after after I said, like, I wasn't going to do that. I The only thing I did change at my diet at that point, I didn't change everything. I was still eating fucking pretty dog shit. Yeah. But I, I cut out pop and I cut out chips. The two biggest ones. Two biggest ones, man. Yeah. If I can suggest, if you are trying to lose weight. Stop drinking pop switch to the diet version just switch it even if you don't want to even if you're like i don't like uh i don't like fucking water switch to the diet version please yeah. i'm telling you it's yeah. like makes so much of a difference but I, at that point i i quit him for five years like i didn't touch him for five fucking years man that's wild and uh, um i uh i fucking i was like okay you know you're i and then I, I like i started fixing my eating habits so i was like it was funny like i was eating uh i would eat nothing in the fucking morning and I would get to, I would get to the, like, uh, break, first break, and the Metro truck would come by, but I would get Sun Chips, because I was like, oh, the Metro so- truck is, you gotta explain oh, that for people. sorry, yeah, the Metro truck is, uh, like, a food truck that comes to, like, all the shops around Old Castle, so, 
most the guys. Factory, the factories the and, like, yeah. um, Chrysler's, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they just have, like... Uh, it's a Windsor thing. Yeah, they just have, like, food on them, snacks. Like, sometimes they have burgers. It's not the best food, it's is it? It's so never good. There's <laughs> it's, not, not, it's not a fresh... There, there's not one healthy item. That is... That, <laughs> that company was meant for dudes that never packed their here's, lunch. Here's some mystery wieners. And, <laughs> by the way, I'm just going to... Quick sidetrack. There used to be a guy that used to run up a tab on that. $200 a week. I'm not even kind of joking. Huh. Yeah, spent two hundred dollars a week, and then this guy was like, "I have no money. Like, I can't figure <laughs> it out." What's he man. doing to pay that off? Oh man, I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> but he probably had to have two jobs. Yeah, but uh, no, just to support his metro truck habit. Oh my god, <laughs> people were addicted to that thing. But I, I used to get uh, like Sun Chips. So I was like, "Oh, they're a better alternative." Yeah, which they are somewhat. Don't eat the whole fucking bag. Anyways. Yeah, I feel like there's some fiber in there. There is fiber in there, and there's grains, but, like, yeah. it's, for the most part, it's chemical bullshit still. Yeah, yeah. It's still not good, but Trust it was better. I will demolish a bag of Sun oh, Chips. Sun no chips problem. So good. The trick? Garden salsa. Don't bring it home. Yeah, yeah. Do, yeah don't bring it home. Set do up not. barriers. But, uh, yeah, I, even when I shop now, I don't shop for that shit. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I would get that, and then I would, uh, I would have just a salad at lunch. So I'd eat those at break, salad at lunch. I get home, eat a Nutri-Grain bar, thinking that's like... Healthy I, as fuck. Just, I'm the healthiest motherfucker <laughs> alive. Balance, like, baby. I'm going to be on a magazine anytime now. <laughs> and, uh, and, Hot and uh, fit 500. Oh, yeah, man. So then I fucking... Uh, I you saw, know what, though? Uh, You're making small changes. It's, it was small changes, but... I was also, you got to remember, uninformed. I'm thinking I'm doing the right Still, thing, we which I think a lot of people We can't shit on that. you or people that are making that transition because that's... You're, it's a hard transition. Yeah, your journey is exactly what I try to get my clients to do with weight loss is it's small steps. I don't shock and awe you with like everything you're doing is fucking wrong. Switch to this. Right. No, it's like first... Hit your protein target. Drink your water. Those are your. That's your Those homework the, for the first month. The two first things you should be doing. Absolutely. I think. But uh, yeah, man. And then uh, I, I remember uh, dinner. I would actually go to Metro, grab a thing of chicken breast, and I would cook hash browns and chicken breasts. And that's what I was eating, man. I was just hash brown chicken breast for dinner every day. And that's hey. what I ate for a while. Which, All right, you're getting your protein. To be honest, though, it fucking. AJ was nowhere close to enough, man. It was nowhere close to enough. But it was just a start. But I was losing, but I was losing weight. Yeah. I, I was like, well, you didn't have pop. You didn't have those oh. that five hundred, you know, a thousand calories a day. And that's what I, I try to explain to people. I, even like people that are uh, maybe on the heavier side and they're like hesitant. I'm like, just cut out the chips and pop. Yeah. Just cut those out. If you eat, eat whatever, I don't care. Eat Taco Bell for lunch, whatever. Just start with that because I think usually instinctively they will see progress because if you're killing a bag of chips a night yeah. that's 900 calories right <laughs> easy easy 900 calories yeah. but if you take that away how much is that gone in a week absolutely right so i tell people cut just cut that out i just cut that out yeah and then yep. they usually will see the weight loss and then i think instinctively they just want better for themselves yeah so i think they look at it and they're like oh okay if I if I tighten up my diet even more, what how much more it's weight the can small I lose? Victories. And I even tell people with the steps thing. I'm like, yeah. if you work in an office, and instead of parking at the front, why don't you park at the back? Instead of taking the escalator, why don't you, you take go. the stairs? Those steps that add yeah. up, you you don't realize it, but those steps add yeah. up, man, and, and those are calories dropped. Hey, that's a that's another big topic is uh, the sedentary lifestyle. A lot of people have a job where they're sitting at a desk. That's that's hard to change. Right. Um, yeah, that is kind of. But. My advice would be, do you have a dog? 
walk your dog before work, walk your dog after work, uh, walk on your lunch break, that kind of thing. Um, podcasts help. Listen to this podcast. Listen to this podcast. On, your, yeah. work, on your, your work lunch, going for a walk. You know, so that way it's not so, so boring getting your exercise. But A, it's steps. You don't need to go for a run on hard concrete every single day to drop any weight. Right. I mean, the easiest thing to do is get your steps in. Buy a watch, you know, with a step counter on it, and then increase your steps every week. Boom. Boom. It's like that too. But then Boom. like, you know, even if you live close to wherever, like try to walk. I always try to walk, man. I was a big, especially back then I was, wa- I was walking to the gym. I still walk to the gym today. Like I still do it. And yeah, I do cardio on top of that. It's, uh, it's still a good walk though. Yeah. It's still a fair walk, but those are steps. Like you just not drive. Plus you save on gas, man. And especially with the big gases. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it can't hurt. And, uh, I don't well, know. Everyone's going to be walking pretty soon. Oh, oh fuck. <laughs> with this economy. Pretty, oh <laughs> my God. Yeah. You're right, man. We can talk about that after. Uh. But, uh, uh, no man. Like I think it's just important. Plus like, I don't know, maybe walking for me is kind of like another kind of therapy. Like I thoroughly oh, enjoy doing cardio because, uh, I kind of think of shit like, Oh, you know, I think about my, maybe even at the end of the week too, like sometimes when everything's like decompressing and you're kind of like, this yeah. is my last, wor-. like Saturday's usually my last workout. Yeah. So it's like Sunday I have off and then Monday I get back after it. But that, even sometimes Sunday I'll do the cardio and I just think about like my week, how I did, how I'm going to prepare for next week. And I just take it like week by week. I think that's the best way to do it. That's brilliant, man. I think uh, what you did with that whole weight loss journey, obviously you got the results, but that is step-by-step, like, exactly what you should have done, so. Yeah, I had a, even, like, I have a lot of people from uh, high school who hit me up as well and asked me, like, what what are some tips, like, you know, and uh, it's nice even seeing that, like, people want to help you. Like, even people don't recognize, like, I played football with a lot of these guys, and sometimes I'll see them out at a bar or something, and I'll go say hi, and they're, like, they're kind of, like, looking at me, and I'm, like, it's, Jake Graham, like it's we play football together. <laughs> they don't recognize like, you. No, they don't recognize me. I, Dude, I don't, pull, can we? Do you do you have Instagram on here? Can we pull oh, yeah. up like an old photo of me? Yeah, we should. Look at this old ass photo of me. This was me in high school. Hold on, I'm gonna see if I even have to send you one, Chase. But it's <laughs> it's uh, honestly it's alarming, dude. You wouldn't think it's the same fucking person. How would you feel about giving me like a free consultation on my diet right now? Yeah, let's. <laughs> yeah, why don't you? Let right, Chase right. explain yeah, what live. he's eaten. Okay, so on Monday, I went to Burger King for lunch <laughs> and had two Whoppers, and then I came oh. home, and my did dad you have, was... Did you have lettuce and tomatoes? Oh, I got everything on it. Okay. It's fucking good. Okay. Then I came home, and my dad said, hey, do you want to go to Burger King for dinner? So I ate two more Whoppers. Um, then on Tuesday, I consumed absolutely nothing but water. Uh, All right, two extremes. Yeah, and then Wednesday, I think it was... Well, it's Wednesday, so it's Whoppers again. Yeah. Whoppers um, I would. nothing. I would... <laughs> increase the whoppers it's working out if you yeah. see me i'm like 50 pounds lighter than last year yeah and it's probably just the lettuce well <laughs> i'm trying to find another fucking it is you too. gotta have you gotta have some plain ass lettuce on there oh fuck it's good yeah <laughs> and then uh today i had half a pizza a large pizza so that's around <laughs> again <laughs> again did you have pepperoni on it for protein yeah it was uh actually jake and i ordered it last night it was nice. uh pepperoni and bacon yeah, but it's Windsor cheese. Pizza, right? Oh, oh yeah. should yeah. we get on that topic? Oh, <laughs> you actually have no idea how often we discuss it. We're you big mean, proponents of water and Windsor Pizza. That's you about it. You mean the foundation of this city, AJ? Is that's, that what you meant to say? That's really all we got going for us. So oh, we're just gonna harp on that. It's so good, man. <laughs> yeah, the uh, um, Dave Portnoy. Did you see that whole debacle? Did oh. he come over here? No, he didn't. He wouldn't because we're fucking psychos. Oh, is that what Did he said? You? 
Yeah. So they he was he he went to everybody was bugging him about Windsor Pizza even before he came to Canada. So he's like, fine, I'm in Toronto. There's a place called Ambassador Bridge Pizza, right? In Toronto, oh. it's Windsor guys that make Windsor Pizza in Toronto. So I guess you could argue it's Windsor Pizza. But it's not they, Windsor Pizza. They though. sat down with the the Windsor cheese gelati, right? Oh yeah, yeah. That's they the sat cheese, down yeah. with those uh, the cheese lords. Yes. <laughs> So they just bullied him online until he went to Windsor Pizza, but then he refused. And yeah, so it. our audio cut out a little bit there, but yeah. I'm going to go back to where I think we were. So he got the green light for the, the cheese guys in Windsor. So he's getting, uh, he's trying this Windsor Pizza in Toronto. He's eating it, and he's like, you know, it's about a 5 out of 10. So funny thing is, he, uh, he gets bombarded by DMs from people from Windsor, like, how could you rate it, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So he's walking down the street, and he runs into, who? guess who, Ty fucking Domi. Oh, so shit. he's like, he, Ty Domi knows him. He's like, hey, you doing pizza reviews? Have you been to Windsor? And he's like, for fuck's sakes, you know, it's hilarious. <laughs> but, I uh, don't know how people, like, I've, dude, I've been a lot for, like, hockey tournaments and shit. I've been, like, a lot. So we order pizza a lot. I arguably think our pizza is way better. Like, I've been to Chicago, and Chicago's supposed to be known for their pizza. Dog okay. shit. It's so not it's good, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Maybe if you're from Chicago, you have different expectations guess, of what you think pizza is. If you're used to it, maybe. You know what, though? Um, I have been to a lot of pizza places, too, and I do believe Windsor Pizza is my personal favorite, it's especially mine, yeah. Armando's. You know, yeah. that square cut with the shredded pepperonis. Oh. Bro, fuck me up. It doesn't beat it, man. I know. Have you, you, like, uh, have you ever had, like, a margarita pizza? No. Oh, dude, it's so... Can you explain what's in that? Is that so a tequila like, pizza? it's uh so it's just like a lot of like people like to do it in the oven like a like a wood oven which is okay. like i recommend that if you ever go i recommend uh kubota club to be honest but it's like the big balls of mozzarella have you ever seen the balls it's like they a come poutine in? on a <laughs> it's so so it's like it's just tomato sauce like cheese curds and it's like you put these block like literally round big things of mozzarella on this pizza like you just put them around so it just the cheese melts in that certain area olive oil basil that's all it is all that's it i'm telling you right now man give it a shot Damn. you i don't think you I, that I sounds kind of kind of borderline healthy you know yeah you know what almost. you can do you could chop almost. up some Just veggies so much cheese <laughs> dude these balls of cheese are big so when you fucking it Damn. got some weight to that bitch all right oh yeah see you, like if we pull up a picture of me that's probably what resorted to a lot of my fucking you know you have them on your the instagram pizza. oh i didn't put it on my instagram i sent it to you oh, is shit. It, can you go to your messages yeah there it is did I not send them? Did I not send? There it is. Yeah, wow. Yeah. You do look like a different person. Scroll up. I got even more fucking up there. Oh, I'd love to. Yeah, you are you can see it in your face. Yeah. Look wow. at that. You surprised that nobody wanted that in high school? Look at this guy. <laughs> oh, Dude. shit. Yeah man. yeah, man. Wow. And you wanted to change? <laughs> he wasn't getting no bitches, though. Oh, my God, no. Oh my god! As soon as I wow, lost weight, big though. change, man. Yeah, you're a handsome fella now, Thanks, for man. sure. I appreciate that yeah. shit. Yeah, man, that was uh, that was good old me in high school. I mean, <laughs> I'm a little ashamed of myself in high school too. So we could all go back and uh, cringe. Yeah, it's, I think uh, all of us are, most of us anyway, we're like, ooh, high school. Yeah, no, I wasn't looking good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, bro, I had a lip ring. 
Let's just oh, put that out there. Oh, yeah? Damn, you were the cool kid? Bro, studded belt for a year. I was like the oh, skater oh, punk. Damn. Nice. Yeah, it was a... Uh, Different time, though, man. We're not bringing up any pictures of that, though. <laughs> no, no, no. Hell that's, no. Uh, that's funny. I wouldn't... Even looking at you, I've never picked You'd you for never that. never guessed that. No, that was, uh, that was one year of my life, and then I went back to being like the, the hockey jock, so... Oh, you played hockey? Yeah, that's a crazy transition to make. A little bit. Real. <laughs> yeah. What? Uh, I'm uh, I'm just curious because I played hockey. What? Who'd you play for? Like uh, just house league shit or? Yeah. 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 Just uh, well, like single A, played triple A for a little bit. Um, nothing crazy. My I have a hockey family though. My my cousin Zach was um, uh, the captain of the LaSalle Vipers mm. for a couple years, and then played for the Spits for a little bit. My brother Logan Percy played junior A for Guelph and then that name sounds so familiar drafted to the London Knights yeah so he okay. did pretty well too that's yeah. what I'm saying I think I know from the London yeah. Knights that's what I'm so saying so I, I definitely fell short of that but I played like I didn't play one thing I kind of just loved everything I like to experiment with different sports um lacrosse hockey I played inline rollerblade hockey I fucking love that that's different. You played right? lacrosse too? I did too yeah yeah um box and field that was just like a house league um I tried out for a a travel team and it Warlocks? was like, yeah, it was next level. I couldn't even compete with that. So. I, I I played for that for a little bit. Yeah, lacrosse. I don't care what anyone says. Box lacrosse, particular box, like not the field lacrosse, box lacrosse. That's a fucking hard sport. I, I don't it. care what anyone says. You could hit, you could kill people with your aluminum stick. Like and it's allowed. And it's allowed. Like they yeah. they encourage <laughs> they encourage you to hit them with the aluminum stick <laughs> yeah, as hard fuck as you can. Up. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I see it's different from hockey, and, like, you can really lay people out because you are on feet. You're not coasting oh, into that yeah. on blades. Like, you're hitting people, and then the fights, like, it's a street fight. Mm-hmm. You're popping your helmet off, and you're dropping your gloves, and it's a fucking street fight. Oh. Tell me the difference. There's no obstacles on the ground. I mean, there's no benches and shit, but basically a street fight. <laughs> uh, I don't know if anyone watches, anyone that's listening watches the NLL, the National Lacrosse, Lacrosse League. League. I follow it. That's some entertaining shit that's too. That is really fun to watch. I, uh, there's actually a kid that played on my travel team and I played high school football with him. His name's Liam LeClaire and uh, he got drafted and he actually, it was funny, I'd seen him like, I want to say like two years ago, one time at Tequila Bob's we were partying for a little bit but uh, he's, he's actually a really good guy too but uh no man, he he's a really good lacrosse player, man. Like fucking so good, and he's he's just an athlete. Like he was a quarterback for our fucking high school football team, yeah, man. He was a fucking athlete, oh, man. he was so good. Like th- those are even guys that I, because even me being heavier, I was like oh, yeah. I looked up to those guys. Like I was like oh yeah. man, those guys are athletic. Like and everyone like liked those guys, right? Those were the guys that you know they made the big plays. When you're just a defense lineman, like not saying that that job isn't important because i do think it is important like if, yeah. without those fucking guys you couldn't even have a team but mm-hmm. yeah it's know. always interesting um like if you're a bigger guy like there's there's sports that you can play while being a bigger guy like football for example like those guys are gigantic and they're fast on their feet that's like that's a mind fuck you know yeah. you're big and you're fast on your feet how does that work and they got to eat, like, a certain amount. Like, if you see, like, even some of these fucking NFL guys, man, like, you see the size of them, it's like, Jesus, man. Could yeah. you imagine that motherfucker standing across from you? Like, that's the guy you got to run into. I would, I would be a little intimidated, for <laughs> sure. Oh, fuck. Even, like, even the running backs. Like, yeah. those running backs are now are so fucking fast, dude. Like They're, ma- they're yeah. bodybuilders, like, on wheels, you know what I mean? They got athleticism, and they're just fucking huge. If, uh... 
I'm gonna. I'll ask you this question, but if you don't feel comfortable answering, what do you think about steroids in like professional sports? What's like your personal view on that? Oh, like we're talking football or like body all sport. I mean all sports. If you if you I want mean, a little bit of a background, yeah. Uh, the Russian Olympic team gave steroids to all their uh, uh, athletes. I don't remember if it was Rio or not. I don't. Right. Yeah. So here's I, my thing: is they're all doing it. Yeah. They're, they're ahead of the science, and then the science catches up. Right. So whether you like it or not, it's in there. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I don't personally have a problem with it. I mean, the where there is a problem is that you have to do that in order to be competitive in right. that. And that's absolutely true. But it's also way more entertaining. And I think that if science got behind it, it's a whole lot safer than if it's pushed into a dark corner. You right. Know what I yeah. Mean? yeah. It's like so everything though. If you, if you um, like as a society or a sports fan, just embrace the fact that, yeah, they're on it. You know what I mean? And there's, instead of them having a whole black market system of being on these performance enhancements, oh, yeah. you could, you could do it safely. And like, hell sports are way more entertaining that way. These athletes Why wouldn't you recover, see freaks? They recover Why wouldn't faster. You know? Athletes. Just amazing elite athletes. You like, can have someone that's like pretty good, or someone like beyond the level of human should be able to hit a baseball. So reality <laughs> is, they're all on it anyway. So right, it's just certain ones get caught. That's the only difference. It's uh, like yeah. certain people get caught, whether you're not cycling off at a certain yeah, like time. fucking ten years down the road, they take their gold medal away. But yeah, <laughs> it takes it, that long, you know. But like even then. It's like there was a Olympic athlete. I forget the Olympic athlete's name, but they were on a podcast recently, and they're like, "If you think there's no steroids in anything, you, like you're kind of foolish because everyone's taking something to be to get that well, competitive edge." When they when they like these uh, USADA or whatever, when they classify pot as a performance enhancer, and you That's get kicked out of the Olympics yeah. for smoking weed, what the fuck? Then you can't really take them that seriously on a lot of things, you know. Um, yeah. My yes. whole thing with the steroid thing, though, is, like, why, as, because there's people that watch the sport that are actually against it, and I'm like, but you want to see the best of the best compete, and if they're consensually willing to do that, which, and again, what you brought up, of doing it in a safer way, which, yeah. you know, you can have a doctor maybe prescribing it, or whatever the case may be, there's safer ways to do it, right? Yep. But it's like, you're right, when you have to hide it, and you That's when it gets dangerous. That's when it gets dangerous, because now yeah. you don't know, because, again... I'm not necessarily condoning steroids. I should say that because, like, I am. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Uh, no, I just like you know because it, it, steroids is a big decision. I think like a lot of people kind of brush steroids off, but it is a big That's decision. A pretty like, big umbrella term too, though. You're changing the chemistry in your body. For sure. Like, I, I don't know. I just think that's my personal view on it. And I'm not personally against it or for it. Yeah. It's just like, you know, do your research. Do what you're going to, you know, like, look up shit. If you're sure an you average do Joe, you're talking about? Like, I don't, if you're just a dude going to the gym, you, I think that's different than that, if you're yeah. trying to compete on the world stage. Yeah. <laughs> I heard kids one time, and I'm like, Ken, this was actually... Uh, at, yeah, we can talk about that, like, where I'm seeing high school kids in the gym that are on <sighs> SARMs, and, like, they got fucking veins popping and it's like you're for so what? young you're for, so young your test is already through the roof and you're young and horny and it's not going to get any higher you what haven't are you even doing re you haven't even reached your potential like yeah. you don't even like there's guys like this one i'm seeing like the i remember these two kids were talking in the locker room i was i was there i was in there just getting changed and they uh they say, oh, yo, man, like, they're flexing the mirror or whatever, right? It's like, oh, man, we got to start taking juice. And the, I'm not even kind of kidding, man. These guys got to be, like, 16, 17 years old. They're like, yeah. I got I to yeah. take juice. I got to take juice. And I'm like, I remember I said, like, listen, man, you don't have to take my advice. 
But I said, like, how long have you been working out? They're like, a year. And I said, like, what do you eat in a day? And they told me they're not eating enough protein and whatnot. Yeah, that's a good And they're probably point. not training hard. I'm like, you haven't even... And I was trying to explain to them. I was like, you haven't even reached your potential. Like, your you genetic potential you, and your diet potential. Right. You haven't even been... Consi- First of all, you're not consistent with your diet. Ooh. Right? So if you, you, you just told me what you ate. You think juice is going to really change that you're gonna much? You're going to waste your money. You're going to waste your fucking money. If, you, if maybe you had your training on point, your diet on point, maybe you were working then out for five years. Level. Right? You're working out for five years. You actually got experience under your belt. And then you want to make that decision? 100%, man. But, like, right. when you're si- – you're not thinking that when you're fucking 16, 17 years old. No. Or a- even 18. You're thinking about, like, uh, Girls. You're thinking about girls. You want to be big as fuck because you want to be jacked. In my experience, um, the people that – like, it's not the girls that like that type of person, you know? The, no. the clearly enhanced-looking dude in the gym, um, it's just other – clearly enhanced looking dudes in the gym that are like yo dude sick biceps you know yeah <laughs> but it's not even not the even girls that. are like nah too big yeah 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 but like i've had people tell me that they're on shit and i'm like you're wasting your fucking money like i legit- can think of someone like, right now too yeah legitimately like it's like if you just trained a little you, better because I, I know the way you eat and i know the way you train you're not even training close to failure even when you're on steroids because yeah. it's like oh steroids will pick up the slack they will. Those pick up the slack, man. No, so what happens is those guys, they uh, they see some newbie gains. Like, they gain that initial, I don't know, 10, 15 pounds. And then they just plateau. And then they start losing that weight. And they're like, uh-oh, time to up the dose. Yeah. <laughs> right? And, and not it's to mention. It's the law of diminishing results. You get less return for what you're putting in to right. your body when all you had to do really was eat. Right? Just eat, eat the right, train. Of, yeah, right amount of protein and whatnot. But yeah. even, like, then, like. People will put their uh, their uh, cycle out there, like their what they take. It's pretty open now. Uh, well, I, I guess now, but like, the, you know, you'll kids will copy that, and it's like, hey man, you, what about if you could take less and look better? Less is more, is what you're saying. Right, and I would agree with that. Yeah, and it's like, you, you know, you taking I don't know, man. You, you, maybe it's because like I have a biased opinion about it, but like. It, you, you, I, there's a lot of guys on TikTok that heavily promote it now. And it's like, you can't, I don't think you can do it at a young age. Like, whatever. Maybe you're, you're 21. You, I guess at that point. But you what can, are your goals? What are your goals? Like, trying you, to be an IFBB pro, then you're probably going to have to start juicing pretty early. Right. If but it's not, like, if you're just the average guy that goes to the bar once in a while and you just want a good bicep pump for the bar, just, like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, well, I mean, people want, and this is like a societal thing as a whole, is the quick fix. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You give you examples and a lot of different things, but for steroids and going to the gym, yeah, it's like, oh, I just want to take a bit of testosterone and then I won't have to eat so much and I'll still have those gains. But that's not really how it works. You know what I mean? So <laughs> when you take, say, a higher dose of testosterone, what's going to happen is you're going to get fucking hungry. You know right, what I yeah. mean? Um, and now you're going to have to eat a whole bunch because if not, you're just wasting your money. Right? It's even like uh, when guys will say like what they feel like on steroids. And it's like, I feel like a god. I feel invincible. Really? Yeah, the wow. people will say that. Like I, I, I hear a so lot of guys. stimulating. So it's like, you know, and I know I personally know a guy at my gym right now who will, he's cycling off and you see him go in there. And he may do a workout or two, and he dips. He's out. What goes up must come cause, down. Because he's like, he's like, and he'll he'll tell me as he's walking. I was like, just no. 
not about it today, man. Not about it. And it's like, at that point, do you really like training or can you only train on juice? Because I would honestly feel, right, if you, you're telling me that juice makes you feel like a god, you're invincible, you're the shit, you're the man, why would you ever want to come off and try to work out? Of course you'd be depressed. What the fuck? I'm not as strong as I was before. I'm yeah. not like that absolute grunt, like getting in there fucking shit up. But, um, like, I never did juice back in that age, like from forever uh i felt like that anyway you know what i mean right yeah that's what i'm saying still you still feel like that you still feel like that because you but you never went down that route but i put in the hard work that's the thing and, and, but you train hard you eat well you, yeah. you you're dialed in during your workouts you know what uh muscle group to hit or like what exercises that are best for you right yeah. you've been doing this how long now working out in general yeah um we're at like 12 years now. 12, so that's 12 years. Even in the beginning, whatever, you weren't consist, maybe consistent enough or dieting. I don't know your whole thing. But how long do you think now that you've been consistently eating well, fucking training well? You don't really miss workouts anymore. You fucking work at a gym. You can't. You physically so, can't run away from it. Um, probably 10 years. Like the first three years, I definitely didn't eat enough. And I also thought that not eating carbs was the best way to go. So for the first two, three years, I was like... Yeah, it looked a little shredded, but it was like almost like sick looking because I didn't have that fullness because I wasn't eating enough, right? So then I started eating more. I started, I think the, the turning point was not adding more things. Um, it was cutting the bullshit out, things that didn't serve me. So a couple years in, I stopped uh, drinking so much because that kills your gains. Mm -hmm. It was uh, hanging out with the wrong people. Like those little things, you cut those out instead of adding something like steroids or adding um supplements is a big one too people oh, rely yeah. on supplements they're like i'm gonna get jacked <sighs> on this test booster um maybe there's some good test boosters out there i'm sure but it's not gonna <laughs> it's, it's not gonna you know overcompensate for your for your shit diet, diet. yeah that's what i was exactly going to because um, people even, rely on it a little too much i think i've, I've had people openly tell me like you know, like, I'll be like, oh, did you hit the gym today or whatever? And they're like, no, oh, no, man, I uh, I have no pre-workout or no BCAs oh, or yeah. EAAs or whatever. And I'm like, what? EAAs, that has yeah. that has nothing to do yeah. with working out. And it's like if you're – even, like, the people that take – oh, man, I've seen people, well, they'll, they'll dump a monster and, like, three sco uh, scoops of pre-workout. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, yeah. if, that, if that's what you need to go and work out, I don't think you're really that passionate about working out. <laughs> that's right? a good point. Like, you're, you're, do you, do you work out because you like taking pre-workout or do you work out because you enjoy it? Because um, if I didn't have pre-workout, by the way, I don't even buy pre-workout anymore. I buy like, uh, L-citrulline, Agmatine, yeah. uh, Alpha GPC yeah, and pump. beetroot. Fuck and I, I mix it. Like Those I buy are great ingredients. And, and I, I separate them. I put like a little uh, Himalayan pink salt in there. And yeah. that's my pre-workout drink. That's excellent for the pump for sure. But I think um, people want that. Like you feel like a crackhead when you're on some of this pre-workout. Like I've had, uh, it's called Batch 27. Yeah, I don't I know, know exactly. who's had Batch 27. It's a badass. My <laughs> God. Everything itches, first of all. Your <laughs> eyeballs itch. Back of your ears itch. You know, your butt cheeks itch. Everything. So that's kind of freaky. And then, yeah, you feel like two hours in, just a lab rat. You're like, your eyes are twitching. Right. And then you look at the bottle, I think it's like 350 milligrams of caffeine all in one Fuck. shot straight to the That's drone. one scoop. That's so much. <laughs> what's a, for perspective, like what's a Tim Hortons medium coffee? That's 60 like milligrams. 60. I know, I know it. 60 milligrams in a cup of coffee. Bam. And uh, I go back to, if you're somebody that goes to work 
and you're working out after work and then you you take that batch 27 that's 310 milligrams or whatever people actually end up having a hard time sleeping so their sleep suffers so they can't recover so you have these you have these people who are in they're in a vicious cycle now where they're not sleeping and now they have to take that pre-workout every fucking day just to like just to get it going. And he's playing that. And, and and I I don't know it's in a my conspiracy. in my yeah they could be it's a not good that too crazy of a conspiracy. It's <laughs> probably true. It's, it's probably, <laughs> probably really close to true. Yeah. But it's like I, I don't know, man. I, in my personal opinion, I don't think taking that much like caffeine at a time is good for you every day. I don't. I can't imagine kickstarting your heart like that every day is good. I can't. I, I can't. I can't so you know you don't do any caffeine, or do you have coffee? Oh, I have hours? coffee in the morning, but I yeah. like so just one coffee in the morning. One coffee in the morning. Um, what about you? One coffee in the morning. Uh, every once in a while, I work in construction. It's kind of like mandatory. Oh, so yeah, you're coffee every two hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, every two. He's maybe making three. the runs. Yeah, yeah. Like, we gotta go. I might as well drink <laughs> yeah. it. I'm going to get it. For I'm getting everybody. two. I'm getting one for the ride back and one for the rest of the day. Yeah, I feel that. But uh, no, man, like. I, I realized I actually kind of was having a lot of caffeine, and I actually pulled it back, which now my sleep is phenomenal. You want to hear something crazy? Uh, I like I drink a lot of caffeine now. I just love coffee, so I'm pretty. My caffeine intake is pretty high. I do a pre workout and a couple coffees, so to most people that's pretty high. But I quit last summer. I was like, start of summer, I'm taking the whole summer off caffeine. So what I did was I quit cold turkey. My God, dude, I was like. It's what I imagine quitting heroin is like because my body was so weak. I had to nap every hour almost like I just a quick nap. I couldn't function. My brain didn't work. I could I could barely hold a conversation. So I told someone of my coworker this because I'm like, bro, I have no energy to even do this work right now. And he's like, what? What's going on? He's like, I quit caffeine. He's like, cold turkey. It's like, yeah, man, cold turkey. He's like, what the hell is wrong? You can't do that. We're going to get you an espresso right now. So I grabbed an espresso. As soon as that thing hit my lips, it was like I had some life in me again. <laughs> I felt normal, just normal. How, how long did you quit for before you so had that espresso? I, I had an espresso a day for the next seven days, and then it was a half an espresso. This is how crazy it is. Half an espresso, and then I quit for three months. Three months, and then I'm telling you right now. Wait, when caffeine I had, in total you quit three months? No caffeine okay. for three months. This is last summer. And then, bro, when I had that first coffee, I remember it. It was like hallucinogenic, man. Dude, oh my god! Okay, twelve, this all 12 the time. hours. I felt like I was like it was like Molly or something. I felt <laughs> insane. So there was this doctor that went on the Joe Rogan Experience, and he talked about how he quit coffee for a month, and he said the exact same thing you just did. Do you know his name? Oh no, I'm gonna. I'll, I'll find it and yeah. I'm gonna send it to you. I'll send it to you. I promise. Unbelievable. But like, he he was saying the same thing. He's like, it was almost like a hallucinogenic experience. Like it was like. Tell me he used that word too. Yeah, he did. Yeah, because honestly, it w- it was pretty amazing. Yeah, I <laughs> and, and I yeah. I want to do it, but like, dude, my caffeine, my caffeine tolerance is bad. Like, I I honestly, man, I'm kind of like I can't go a day without it because like my head will start pounding. Like I've been People drinking. People say that. Yeah, I, I've I've been drinking me. coffee since I was nine years old every day in the morning. Me too. And, and, like, cause again, Italian. My parents. My the yeah. uh, my Nona made espresso. Like she made first of all, she made espresso in the in the yeah in the morning, and then she would do it sometimes at lunch, cause like sometimes my Nona would be like, I want one. Yeah, <laughs> we yeah. had to get one, <laughs> and then uh, every day after dinner we would have one. Like it, it's still we still do that to this day. Like when all our family gets together, yeah. we still have like after dinner we everyone. Go make a coffee. Go make a coffee. <laughs> this is the same grandma that's probably like, manja, manja, yeah, you're yeah. too skinny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
But uh, every like that's probably where my a lot of my caffeine tolerance uh, probably yeah. fucking uh, ended up fucking being from that. Like that's why my my caffeine fucking intake is. Well, yeah, and you gotta you gotta up it, you know, every once in a while to get the same effect, right? Right. Love diminishing results again, so you have to. After a while, you're just having a coffee or an espresso just to feel normal and function properly. You know? Right, but I get it. Like, dude, my 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 head was like pounding. Like, I mean, like if I would go, I'd wake up in the morning, and if I if I didn't have a coffee within like the first two hours of me waking up, it was like my head started throbbing and i was like oh i hear that a lot yeah that's pretty common it's so bad man but like i i slowly started reducing it a lot because i was yeah. having like i would make a pot of coffee and i'd drink the whole fucking thing i used to do that in college oh yeah. i would drink the whole fucking yeah. thing man and i'll and then not even to mention if i was out and about i'll stop at mcdonald's and grab yeah. a coffee or stop at timmy's and get an iced coffee oh, or man, something you were just like shitting liquid eh oh <laughs> the bowel movement was unreal yeah like, <laughs> like every food that was in my stomach would just get fucking just a slippery slope just pass right by <laughs> just the water slope. no shame in my game yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean yeah, yeah. yeah. but uh, i think it's but the, also going back to that, I was not sleeping enough. Like yeah, my caffeine, huge. I would be up all night. So yeah, like your that's eyes a, just flickering. You're yeah. thinking about a million. You're thinking about something you did when you were six years old. Yeah. <laughs> even like uh, like even people that work out at night and then they try to come home and sleep right after the workout. Yeah, who can't. are those people? Dude, you're insane. Who's work, <laughs> Who's working out at night? Yeah. <laughs> I don't like know. Our our gym is 24 hours, and I drive by sometimes at like. You know, late at night, yeah. maybe 12, and 30, 1 o'clock. And, and there's, like, who there's is always there? one dude in there at the dumbbell rack because you can see right through from the road, eh? Right. Like, who is this guy? Yeah. So mysterious. That's a guy on a mission. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Some people got to get after it. Like, I knew uh, one guy that just never slept and just pretty much only worked. Like, he would sleep, like, four hours at a time. So he'd sleep four and then, like, find four hours later on. He's like, I got eight. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, but I think it takes your body a certain amount of time to hit to REM. run sleep. REM, yeah. I think it's four hours. Can we search up how many? How pull that up, Jamie. <laughs> I think it's I think it's like around four to five hours, depending I, on your. Yeah, I think it's four hours, and then you hit REM sleep. Uh, REM sleep. Yeah. Um. So my my fitness app, it actually, um, a couple of my clients have their Fitbit or their Apple Watch set up to this. So it might sound creepy, but I can see how long they sleep majority of them there's few of them that are like under four hours that's fucking how crazy do you, how do you Jesus. function i'm like is your watch malfunctioning they're like no that's that's normal four to five hours that's just when i wake I up i do not understand that five after falling is that what that says five after falling yeah sleep 70 to 90 minutes and they okay. say they how many uh, hours are you getting a night dude if i don't get like nine hours yeah, i feel good Right. I feel really good. Eight hours, I need a, like a 45-minute nap halfway through the day. Um, also, my workouts are like very intense, so uh, it, I think that plays a big part in it too. But fuck, sleep is just like, I love sleep. I prioritize sleep. I prioritize sleep Ask so much. Ask any now. of my ex-girlfriends, like, I don't put up with bullshit, especially at night. I'm going to bed at 9.30, 9 o'clock. I don't care what's going on. My phone is on silent. I'm sleeping. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. I uh, I started taking that more serious. My sleep and uh, my watch I your think, life change. I you think your mood. I think your mood reflect. Again, I think it's also food. I do think it's food as well. But the way you think and the way your mindset is, 
is through your food and sleep. Absolutely. I personally, that's my... And those two things are correlated because when you are low on sleep, you actually crave things like sugar and caffeine to keep you going. Mm -hmm. And uh, when you wake up, and I feel this too, so when I wake up and I only had six hours of sleep, I immediately need like two coffees. And then that just sets you up for like a dopamine high and crash for the rest of the day. Mm -hmm. So just, it starts with sleep for sure. If you get a good sleep, then you start craving things like protein and, you know, complex carbs. I know it sounds kind of weird, but it definitely starts with sleep and you don't want to be on that roller coaster throughout the day. Right. Mm -hmm. Can we uh, pause this for a second? What inspired you to do the, the Boy Scouts thing? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, Boy Scouts. So I was a kid, um, I was really into like outdoors. I was, I was never at home. I think I might've been like the last generation that was outside all the, all time. the time like yeah. um my friends and i we would leave the house right after i was like done my homework after school and we wouldn't come home until the street lights went on you know and yeah. my parents were cool with that they're like get the get out of the house so growing up we always did that we uh we're always in the bush because i grew up in like a small farm town in chatham kent called ridgetown <laughs> and so there wasn't much to do there well there was a lot actually but um, we would go out to like the bushes behind the subdivisions and build BMX trails and stuff like that. So anyway, um, I was always been I've always been like outdoorsy and uh, into into that kind of thing. So my parents put me in like Boy Scouts and like Cubs Cub Scouts, right, to learn some skills. And that's what we did when we were kids. Your parents put you in Cubs. So all my classmates that were boys were in it like it was just the thing that you everyone did. just to... <laughs> yeah. That's kind of sick though. Until until I got a little bit older i might have been like i don't know the rebellious age so it was like 12 or 13 or something mm -hmm. and uh it was like all the that we were on this camping trip for for scouts and all the counselors were asleep and a few of us like snuck out of the tents and we were like grabbing sticks and shit and the fire was still burning so we would like dip the sticks in these uh kerosene tanks in the back and we'd put light them on fire and <laughs> run around the bush like idiots with these burning sticks like totally out of control and then um, we got we got back the one night from burning our sticks in the bush, and I started pissing on the fire, and I didn't think there was any count. One of the counselors like got up and saw me, and then gave me shit. And the next day they sent me home, and parents were like, "Did you get in trouble for?" And I was like, "Pissing on, on the fire, fire. yeah." <laughs> so, so like obviously they were disappointed. They weren't mad. They were disappointed, but. Um, the deal was that I had to go to golf camp, right? So the thing about golf camp is your ass is up at the ass crack of dawn, like 6 a.m. Yeah. You're on the golf course by 7 a.m. <laughs> Dude, I hated it. Cubs wasn't like that. Cubs was like in the evening. So yeah, like after you were done your day. Yeah. You're not waking you up and be like, yeah. you have to play golf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that was right around the time that my friends started playing golf anyway. So I was, I was out there with my buddies and we were doing golf camp and I think I... Like, golf was a big thing in Ridgetown. That was pretty much what we had to do in the summertime. So without parental, like, supervision, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, our parents would let us, four of us, go play golf and uh, just leave us alone. So we did that a lot and um, got pretty into it for, I don't know, like, four years or something. And then I just kind of stopped. I think I outgrew my clubs and I was on the hook for buying my own now. And so I was, was like, like, I had a job and everything. Yeah. I was like, I can't, I'm not doing that. <laughs> so... That's when my golf career ended. I haven't been golfing ever since, and that was probably like, I don't know, 14 years ago. 
15, yeah. something like that. So now, um, when I get some more free time, I'm aiming for next summer. I want to start hitting some driving ranges. Mm -hmm. I want to start getting back on the course because I know how difficult of a sport it is. And I know that like, so working out in the gym and golf are two completely different things. Oh yeah. yeah. Totally different beasts. One is a game of like, I would call it a game of like technique and skill. And then working out is like, I don't know, athleticism and it's completely different, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, golf would be a hobby that I think I'm going to take up next summer. Yeah. If you guys are interested, I'm gonna hit I'll, some ranges. I'll go, I'll go to drive I was, all day. I was explaining the other day I've never been golfing. Never. And I oh, said, really? and I was talking about how I actually wanted to go to driving ranges. Interesting. So um, yeah, golf is very technical. I'm not saying that you wouldn't pick it up pretty quick, but if you just like tee up and blast the ball, that ball's gonna go like hook to the right or hook to the left and it's gonna blow your mind. You're like, what do I do about this? I'm hitting it as hard as I can and it just will not go straight. That's my problem. And then you ask somebody and they're like, well, you gotta turn the golf head this way. Your swing is not open enough. You're pulling and it's causing the ball to go that way. It's difficult. Yeah. So just mm -hmm. be prepared for like absolute frustration. Can't happy Gilmore it. <laughs> I don't think that works. No? You don't see Tiger Woods happy Gilmore in it, right? So. No, no. You don't no. see him doing that. Didn't he just retire too? Isn't he done? I think it was, yeah, just earlier this year, right? Do you ever Have you been hearing about this other league, this other golf league now, buying out uh, the PGA players? To be honest, man, I'm like I'm not that up to date with any sports, so, but that, that sounds pretty wild. So they're going to compete with the PGA. So th listen to this. So they are... Um, they are this. I forget the other golf league, Chase. Maybe you can try and find it, but I, d I doubt that you will. What's that? The other golf league. Like, see the other golf league that's competing oh, with yeah. PGA right now. See what that is. But uh, it's like they're paying a lot of these PGA players to come to this league, but they're paying them like on the spot. Like, we'll give you fifty million. Sounds to like the mob runs it. Yeah. Well, it's, <laughs> Here's uh, a, it's a good, good it's tax a, write off. I think it's like yeah. uh, somewhere. Here's a donation. Where Dubai like runs this league, like this oh league. yeah, that would make sense. <laughs> that does make sense. Yeah, so they're giving them like these players, these money. Yeah. But like the rule is you can't play in the PGA. Awesome. Like that's the rule. But like these guys are getting paid like ridiculous money. So it's like, oh, if you sign on with us, we'll give you fifty mil just to sign. That's we'll not make even you playing. Filthy fucking. That's rich. not even playing. So whatever, the, whatever the prize, I don't even know what the prizes are. It's probably something ridiculous. Yeah. They're willing to give fifty million just to players just to sign on. Is this I mean, like when when the NFL um, there's another football league XFL? that like the XFL? Yeah, I think that's like totally the Lee Johnson flopped. thing. Yeah, <laughs> is that gonna be the same thing? I don't know. It's LIV golf. LIV golf. That's yeah. what that is. Interesting. So, yeah, they're like paying all these fucking players to come. And yeah. I'll watch. I'll tune in. But now, like all these other players, I want they want to do both, but they're like, oh no, you can't do both. Right. Like. Yeah. Sign I can't. Contract, so I like, can't watch golf. I'll play golf. I'll play golf for a whole day, but I can't I feel, watch it. I feel like golf is uh, something you put on in the background while you're fixing your car or something, right? Like yeah. it's, it's there. I guess even then, I'd still switch you, to something you else. Glance, <laughs> you glance at it every once in a while, Good or hit. like when you're getting hammered at the bar, you like you're you're glancing at it, you know, but you're having conversations like this. Um, yeah, for you to like dial right into that. Yeah, you got to be gotta really be into golf. I want to get into. <laughs> I watched this documentary not too long ago about professional bull riding. Nice, bro. If we're if Are we're we talking calling, like rodeos, like yeah, rodeos. Have you, been, have you been to a rodeo? No, yeah, I have. just missed. Oh, is that part of the rodeo? Yes. Yeah, 
Unreal. Next I year. Had next year. We're going time. next year. It's this a lot of fun. Twentieth anniversary next year. We're going. Um, yeah, it's really good. I was disappointed. I I saw the sign on the side of the road, but it had it was like the, the day, day after. Before. Yeah. So the day before was the rodeo. I saw it the day after. I was so mad because. Dude, it is a good time, and these people are insane getting yeah. on those. Oh. It starts with horses, and then you're getting on a bull, and they just rip that cord around the bull's ass real tight, and it's like... Cinch his ball shut. Yeah, whatever they do, they yeah. pinch its sack, and it's gone. That's what that, I think that that's what that's that rope what, yeah. is. That rope ties around their nuts, so every time you yank, it yanks on its ball, so fucks Damn. even harder. Bro, I'm not even kidding. Pete is all over that shit. Oh. <laughs> so if you watch, like... Uh, it's called Fearless. It's on Netflix. Okay. It's a six, almost a six-hour documentary. And it's about rodeos? It's about professional rodeos. Oh, I'm all over that. I, I watched the entire thing, and I, I came on this podcast the next yeah. day, and I was talking about how I potentially may get on a bowl <laughs> next year, and I'm like, man, that's a sport I want to start watching. Okay, watching, yeah. I don't know about getting into that. Oh, I don't know. I'd do it. Just an amateur one. Just a little yeah. amateur bowl. Oh, fuck yeah. Like, yeah. those bowls, too, are like award-winning bulls like these like i'm have watching you, have you rode a horse fuck no but i want to <laughs> start there yeah Maybe. just ride it ride a tame horse that isn't mad that you're on its back and yeah. see how that goes first oh it's gonna be mad i but didn't give him that good advice i just said yeah just get on the bull see what happens i think that'll be funny yeah, that's he was a friend a, right he there. encouraged it so <laughs> i was like hell yeah there you got it in it's funny i talked to this like some guy and he was like i can get you on a bull and i was like hell yeah man i'll fucking go on <laughs> Just redneck Randy. Yeah, I'll, get you like, I'll get you. Oh, on. Son. I'll get you on there right now, boy. <laughs> and I was like, hell yeah, man, I'll get on that bitch. But uh, uh. no, man, fucking, I, uh, I'm telling you, I encourage you to watch it because I was like, bro, if we're gonna call like, you know, I'm not saying these aren't sports, but if we're gonna say like golf, tennis, I'm like, that's a sport. We're calling rodeos a fucking sport because you're watching like these guys get on and like these two thousand bulls, pound bulls slam. Like I watched this dude shatter his hip. Yeah, and then he's uh, got to get the fuck out of the way because that bull's still gunning for him. Oh, yeah. man. And that's like, when the rodeo clowns jump in. Yeah. And they're like, ooh, booga, booga, booga. Yeah, yeah. That's also a crazy <laughs> job. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to volunteer and be like, I'll run at that bull. Yeah, I'll run straight at that bull. Do we have to tap him? Like, tap <laughs> Nobody's him. talking about those guys, eh? Oh. That's that's what the documentary should be about. And I wonder Who if, are these guys? I wonder if those bulls are on tests. Like, I wonder if like, they have to be clean for it. But <laughs> I I would think so. I don't think they're clean. No, I think they're shooting them with like Dude, straight those, up cocaine. Those bulls are so big. They're like pissed. like when I when they get even when they're in the the cage. So like the guys will go. They're trying to like ease their way to sitting onto the bull. Yeah. And like easy even the bull boy, the bull's like bucking in the cage. It's yeah. like fucking and you're like, oh no man. And <laughs> as, as soon as like these guys are crazy man. So they got their ro- like the rope right. Yeah. So they wrap it around their hand. Cinched in their fucking hand. And it's just like they're holding on for dear life. And like they're not even looking at anybody. They, as soon as they shake their head though, that's when they open the gate. And it's like you see these guys go, yup. <laughs> it's zero to 150 in a so half a fast. second. And like those, it's you have to be on there for eight, eight seconds. seconds. Those eight seconds are probably the longest eight seconds of your Could life. Could you imagine if eight seconds feels like, you know, a long time? That's, that's some intense shit. Oh, a bull that doesn't want you on its back? Fuck yeah. yeah. Mad respect to whoever's out there riding bulls in a rodeo. It is. It's impressive. Have you seen the show Yellowstone? Yeah. Okay. So that that puts some perspective on the whole like life of a bull rider too. With the one character, I forget his name, Jimmy. The it's, kid? Yeah. 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 And he gets into bull riding, cracks his head open, and yeah. like, gets injured a bunch of times. They tell him not to do it because... The life of a rodeo guy is very short. Oh, it is. Pretty pretty cool. And these these are hardcore guys, too. Like, their job is uh, 
um, wrangling up bulls and cows and, and stuff. Yeah, they're the, mostly all ranchers. Ranch. Yeah, yeah, so, you know, to us Windsor boys, we didn't know there was a difference between a rodeo guy and a, but clearly two very different lives. You know what's crazy, too? You would think... <laughs> you're, you're a special kind of crazy, I guess. You would think, yeah. like, it's like, the South would be really good at that. Like, they are good, there's good, but it's like these Brazilians, man. And the Mexicans. These Brazilians are just... Brazil, eh? Oh, it's, I don't know what the fuck's going on there, <laughs> but they fucking, they got it going. Like, they got some bull riders, man. Yeah, it's get on the bull for eight seconds or you don't feed your family. Yeah, fucking, yeah, legitimately. And, like, even in Brazil when they have that bull riding event, it's, like, almost 100,000 people that show up for that event. Wow. Like, like more than some people's, like, comedy shows or concerts. 100,000, that's, like, more than an NHL game. Yeah. Yeah. It is. That's a stadium. That's a legit stadium, yeah. and they're watching you just ride bulls. That's all they're doing is watching. <laughs> I'm, I'm in for it for sure. And those are like Brazilian hooligans, like. Oh yeah, <laughs> and like there's even like some Americans are good, but it's like the Brazilians seem like they just dominate that whole sport. They're yeah, they're a tough people, right? They got yeah. a lot going on there. They have a and, lot and going they, on. I, they're that. showing in that entire documentary, like they they give like a couple perspective. Like, they they film like a couple. They interview a couple Brazilians and see where they grew up and shit like that. And it's like legit fucking like i want to say like no older than nine like, yeah. these kids are nine on bulls yeah and they're right like they're fucking bucking and shit like yep. these kids are riding at young as fuck so you i guess like saddle up saddle up young and they're going diapers. no no one's doing that here nobody's riding bulls at fucking nine around here man like <laughs> no, nobody's bro. doing no. that we're getting, we're getting a job at we're like... hitting breezes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're hitting vapes and fucking, like, that's all we're doing out here, man. Yeah. They're riding bulls. That's dangerous in itself. We're getting popcorn lungs. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's whatever. Like, it's the trade-off. It's, it's accurate. It's accurate. City boys. City yeah, boys. City boys. City boys. Yeah. City boys. Yeah. City boy. What a good meme. But, yeah, no, th- that is a wild sport. I, uh, I couldn't have... Mm-hmm. I couldn't have fathomed doing that as a career. Like fucking Jesus! Like your family must be shit in the bed the entire time. I don't think you're making that much money either. Probably not in Brazil. No. Or <laughs> it's a couple pesos. Like even the, I think like the biggest one was like, oh, you get a million bucks. But it's even like, ooh, a million will go. I don't know. Away. A million bucks is a, a million. But it's like these guys are riding every weekend. Yeah. How much damage are you doing out of the years? And that's just if you win. Yeah. So, like, if you're doing this, I think it said something like they go 40 times a week. Like, there's 52 weeks in a year. And they're 40. Every week, basically. Yeah, Yeah. almost, basically. But it's like, and they go for, like, multiple rounds. You're rolling the dice when you're riding a bull that often. And if you're, well, if you're making it far in those tournaments, too. So, if you ride Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. That's three times that you're fucking riding a bull that doesn't want you on, on its, its back. fucking back. Yeah. Like, oh my god. Get off. <laughs> like, what do you think like part-time bull-time like, bull riders oh, do? Oh, it's not a part-time job. It's, well, it's yeah. You gotta fully commit <laughs> no, year-round. These are ranchers, man. They're ranchers. All of them? Yeah, a good amount of them. What else do you think? Like, what, you walk into an accountant's office and he goes, you know what I do on my weekends 40 times a year? I don't think it works like that. <laughs> no? No. You, you think you're born into it? I think, yeah, yeah. I think you're born into it. It's probably like the skills are passed down from generation to generation. Like, you're like, I come from a long line of bull riders. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's my destiny. But you know? uh, I feel like that's probably true. That's something you're like, you, yeah. it's fate. You don't have a choice. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's, no, uh, there's no accountants that are bull riding <laughs> on weekends. <laughs> they all said that too. They're like, this is my passion. This is what I was it's born gotta to do. It's got to be. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. You're not half-assing that shit. Oh, no. God, no, you're not half-assing that shit. That's a career, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
What about uh, anything other than fitness, like being a trainer? What else would you want to do? Like, other than just fucking training. Like, competing-wise? No, no, not even competing-wise. Just like for fun. Jo- Job-wise. If you didn't do this, what do you think is another passion here oh, that you take up? Oh, for a job. I've always wanted to be a firefighter. There's uh, certain things today that have stopped me from doing that. But, um, yeah, I've, I've what always... What are those? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't get into it right now. It's too political. It's too, uh, too contested. Yeah, it's a hot-button issue. Yeah. So we'll leave that to the side. But I'm sure most of you can add two plus two. Um... But, yeah, I mean, firefighting would be great, just helping the community. Uh, I was also a city worker for a long time, and that was, like, um, I don't know, like, the natural step. It's either drive a Zamboni for the rest of your life, which was what I was doing. Pretty cool job. Pretty yeah. Canadian, right? Yeah. Driving a Zamboni. Yeah. I actually did not mind it. It was pretty, pretty fun, chill job. But um, just dead end, you know? Like, what are you going to do that for the rest of your life? So I was always thinking about firefighting. I wanted to do the training and everything. Um, COVID happened, that all changed. So, yeah, firefighting for sure. Cop, not so much. I feel, I feel, uh, you know, empathy for cops. They go through a lot of shit. Yeah, yeah. they do. They I think I've always said they need more training. More training, and yeah, they just get a, you know, a bad rap. Even if you're a good cop who obviously you're going to make mistakes, but, you know, just a lot of pressure in well, that, it's in like, that job. It's and you like, see the dark side of life. Yeah, every day. it's like the bad few don't represent all of them right, right. even i know that and yeah. I, I to be honest i haven't had any good run-ins with the police ever so but even i know in my experience that like not all of them are shit it's Absolutely. just like yeah. I, I just think like they i definitely think they need more training i don't think we need to like just keep giving them like oh let's just give them armored vehicles i'm like how about we put more yeah. money into like in, investing in their training because these are people that are dealing with various situations day to day you could argue that's where most of the the big problems happen is because it was like an under-trained cop and you know quick to pull the gun or quick to you know do this instead of de-escalating right yeah i feel like if you're a legit kind of alpha cop or you know person you're gonna try to de-escalate a situation like look at black belts in jujitsu i don't know if you ever know somebody that's really high in martial arts they don't usually escalate situations Mm, because they know what can happen because they know that you know they're in control, you know what I mean? So a cop that doesn't feel in control is going to be pretty quick to whip out the taser or whip out the gun. Um, big example, like, I don't know if you guys want to go there, but that incident that happened downtown Windsor like a couple of weeks ago. Where the guy the guy with the machete got shot? Yeah. Yeah. Wild. I mean, yeah, he's got a machete. He's walking around. What do you do in that situation? How do you de-escalate that? You know, pretty touchy subject, yeah. but it is a t- like I obviously I didn't read up on too much on it, so I don't know what the. Neither do I. Yeah, that's why I don't want to go too deep into it, but um, you know, because you got to think of the cops are just cops are just people that kind of volunteered and they have to deal with the worst of the worst right. all the like, time. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Like you don't. They're know. not going to perfectly handle every situation. You, there's like you can train them, and you should. They should have more training, but at the end of the day, they are just people yeah. trying to deal with that. And with like the political tension that happened. Um, Man, it's been a wild four years, eh? Yeah. So, you know, it just the whole, hasn't stopped. It just yeah, hasn't stopped. The yeah. whole politicizing of the police, I feel like, has scared a lot of good cops away. And now yeah. we're almost left with people that are uh, like the violence or something like that. You know, like you kind of. <laughs> it's like, I get what you're saying, yeah, but it's like, I don't know. I think, uh, like, just going back to the bad, like, the cops that aren't doing maybe their job to, you know, like 
in the, the set of standards, like we can go back to the George Floyd thing where that cop. What's yeah. the, you know the cops? Name. I forget the cops. Name oh, uh, Derek fucking Derek Chauvin. Derek that's Chauvin. It. So that Derek Chauvin. We're getting kicked off YouTube for this. Yeah, yeah. Derek Chauvin. He had there was a thing like came out after, but he had multiple write-ups, like multiple write-ups. Yeah. So it's like clearly, this guy was not good at his job. If you're getting how many write-ups? Because yeah. now it's a de- it's the department's fault, yeah, yeah. right? Like, how are you going to sit there and justify this cop that's clearly not doing his j- fucking job, right? Yeah. That's the problem. It's like we got to hold the bad cops responsible. I'm not saying every cop is bad because they're not. There are cops that follow well, their job to a, to a T. They do the yeah, right thing. Yeah. But it's like when you have guys like him, which look at the situation that fucking happened, right? That wasn't right. I think we can all sit here and admit that clearly it's not right. Eight minutes on someone's neck is fucking wild. We can argue why it got to that point, but we can all agree that, it yeah, it was bad. It was a bad thing. It shouldn't have happened. Definitely. Like, what a horrible thing. But mm-hmm. uh, what led to that situation, right? Obviously, right. under training, like, which is your main point, and I would agree with that. Not Just to mention that guy knew him. Like, I'm pretty sure Derek actually worked with the George Floyd as a... As yeah, a, now you're a conspiracy theorist. May, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> Damn it. Not, but, I, don't, uh, I try so hard not to go that deep into topics I like try that, not to either, but I look at it as, shoot. like... Every, it's, it's always, like, how much of it is true, how much don't, of it is true. Don't. Any advice that I could give to people, um, like, for just mental peace, is don't go down those rabbit holes. No. Yeah. Like, you're better off well, not knowing. Well, you know, I... I stay agree away with that. from it. Ignorance I, is bliss. And the problem is, like, our, our media especially um, just thrives on that. That's how they, they make their money and get viewers is, like, if it bleeds, it leads, drama. Like, stay away from that negativity. The best thing I ever did in my life was just shut off the news. And uh, sometimes I go to people's houses and they got, like, you know, CNN on or CTV. And I'm like, now that I'm not watching it all the time, I see what they're talking about and putting on the screen and i'm like holy shit this is <laughs> propaganda this is man dark negative propaganda. yeah so stay away from that i mean it's happening in the states somewhere who cares right no. yeah like i was thinking about that yesterday uh and i was thinking like we argue as a human race so much about shit that really kind of doesn't even yeah um i don't want to say matter but it's like I think personally everyone's just trying to live their life and they don't really – I don't think majority of people are kind of trying to pay attention. Like it gets shoved in our face, but I think for the most people, like most people don't really have a view. They're kind of just trying to live their life. Like they're like, oh, I know this is going on, but, you know, I'm still just – you know, I'm AJ that goes to the gym every day and that's just trying to live his life and kind of yeah. ignore all that bullshit. And I think that's me. I think that's him. I think that's a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But it's like that certain thing about like – it being shoved in your face all the time that you kind of well you're supposed to have an opinion and it's like well yeah you cannot know things yeah. like mm-hmm. it's fu- like it's fine that you don't dwell on it that much man like it's fine like you don't oh, need I, an answer. I, I only like certain things and i don't like things that draw me which i think ends up leading to a lot yeah. of people being stressed out anxiety yeah, whatever you right. want to say i agree i i say i don't know a lot of the time now i'm comfortable with saying like yeah i don't know you know <laughs> you just, well, you just, instead you of having an opinion on everything because everybody knows both sides of the argument you don't have to be on team a or team b you can just say a i'm not gonna emotionally invest in either of these topics because for my mental health it's the best thing yeah which i think is probably and a I, win right and the, i don't know i was just thinking about that yesterday and i was sitting down just really thinking about that like we're all just kind of trying to live our life and you know 
this may be even like a little deeper, but he talked about a couple episodes ago about do you think we could live in a world with no borders? Like with no borders, like everyone's like agreeing, like it's the human race and it's you all, could, but all things of us have to change. But like, I said in our lifetime, I don't think we'll ever see it in our lifetime. I think there's so much divide. I think it's honestly going to get worse before it gets better. Yeah. Just with how things are, in my view, how I see things going. I mean, obviously, I want to be optimistic and hope that things get better. I really do. But yeah. it's like, to sit there, that's I not think, playing. I think you're always, you're always going to oh, have, it? like... Yeah. That doesn't look like it on the screen, though. Oh, I guess the screen's not, but don't worry. This okay, is okay. <laughs> it's uh, Okay. Uh, what was I saying again? Sorry. Talking do you, about no borders and stuff. Do okay. you think you're really like the last generation that's going to experience any form of like freedom? Yeah. Freedom from manipulation. Freedom. From I just think like the '90s, late '90s, was the last time. Because think about it. Um, nobody had cell phones. Mm-hmm. Like we had fucking pagers, man. And then all of a sudden, all this technology, which it seems like a blessing at first. I mean, yeah, we're here doing a podcast. That's yeah. pretty fucking special. But it's also a double-edged sword because that concentration of like people's attention can be easily manipulated for good or for bad, you know what I mean? And both are happening at the same time. So when all our focus is on things like YouTube and the news, man, who's in control of those things? It's a small mm-hmm. group that's, cha- like, that's affecting the minds of everybody. Whereas before, when I was growing up, we didn't have any of that. There was no 24-hour news cycle there's no YouTube. It was basically like... Word of mouth? You didn't really know what was happening in Florida <laughs> politically. And that was like a good thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> I wish I didn't know what was going on in Florida at all. Well, yeah, a lot of funny shit happens. <laughs> <laughs> they just be doing shit down they there. They just they're be doing, doing whatever. Yeah. They're doing their own thing. Oh, that's great. Um, same with Chatham Kent. It's almost like the Florida of Canada. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah I've heard that expression. A lot I of think. funny stories coming out of uh, Chatham. Yeah, I don't know, man. I agree with you in the... Like, I don't know. I know you're on social media a lot, so you're. You know how you get your screen time every like Sunday or whatever. Mine goes every Sunday. It shows me my screen time, how long I've been on. Okay. Um, I try to actually eliminate my screen time to an hour, an hour and a half every day, like in the, the average. Yeah, that's. I don't. I don't know good. what yours is, but like, mine yeah. used to be uh, three and a half hours. People were telling me theirs was like nine. I was like, that's fucking ridiculous. I don't. Yeah. I don't think I can do that. That's nine. that's definitely something I struggle with now because especially like. My business relies, relies on, on social it, yeah. media, which, I mean, it's great. It's a great tool, but at the same time, I find myself looking at a screen a lot. Right. And um, even when I first started training, it was all, like, I was writing my programs down on paper. My meal plans were on paper. And now, like, I have, I run my business through a couple apps, and everything is digital. So I find myself spending a lot of time on screens, and I'm, I'm obviously noticing that, right? But it's more for... It is like yeah, it's not it's, you're not on there on social media just scrolling here's the through thing, shit. Yeah, so what I try to do um, personally, and I think this is a good thing for a lot of people too, is that I try not to be a consumer of social media. I try to be a creator. So instead of just taking in, taking in, taking in, I'm trying to like put things out there and put myself out there. But it's it's not easy, first of all, because you get a lot of criticism, and then when you're putting things out like um, posts that you put almost like your heart and soul into, you're like putting your voice in the background, it's you doing an exercise, uh, that's tough at first because everybody's seeing that, your friends, your family, strangers, so at first that's a really scary thing. Uh, you're going to get a lot of feedback, positive and negative, but uh, yeah, you just uh, yeah. Uh, try, to, try to be 
like a, a creator, you know, try mm. to put things out there and then stop scrolling through Instagram and TikTok. Post and, stuff. and go. TikTok is the hardest one. My God, dude. Like, I catch myself just before I'm about to go to bed, flick it through TikTok, <laughs> and that's where I get the craziest, like, conspiracy See, theories. Yeah. Bro, I went, like, down the rabbit hole of, like, flat earth. Um, everything, man. Oh, man. Everything. <laughs> All the crazy shit. Flat Earth. Um, what was the other one? This Tartaria mud flood stuff. Oh, yeah. That's oh, a good I one, man. It. That's that's real. I'm that's not, real for sure. See, here's the thing, too, is I can uh, entertain myself with these things. I find them super They're entertaining. They're fun. Conspiracy theories are fun. Do I give a shit what shape the Earth is? Not, not, not really. really. It doesn't... Yeah. I mean, I'm still... there. I'm still here. Yeah. You know, it doesn't really affect me that much. <laughs> still but it's out. still cool. Yeah. And, uh super addicting tiktok fucking 45 seconds of why the earth isn't round is, is we talk cool. there's a giant UFOs, ice wall around the- ice walls oh i love it we it's talk great. we talk a lot about that app on this podcast man and yeah it's like i'm telling you that's one of the apps that a lot of the apps do it don't get me wrong but that app in particular loves to divide people man it's perfectly if- designed oh, honestly like just perfectly designed to have you stuck there yeah Next thing you know, it's been two hours of just random shit. And then you're watching this video, you're like, okay, I'm done with TikTok. You flick it, and something completely different. It's like a hot girl doing a dance, and you're like, okay, next thing you know, you're stuck watching 30 more 30 videos. More like, what the hell happened? Yeah, man, I agree with that. I uh, I don't know. I just, I always talk about how I'm going to delete that app. I still haven't yet, but. It's I, crazy you haven't, man. I know. I, I have to. But yeah. uh, I don't know. Have you ever read the terms and agreements about that app? Pretty scary, eh? I heard I haven't, but I heard Joe Rogan talking about it. Yeah, in a recent no, that's podcast. all real. That's all very hundred percent. Yeah, and that's what I'm I mean. Don't get me wrong; they're not the only company. That's they all, doing they're it. all, they're doing all it. doing it. They're all doing it. But that's what I'm. That's my point. Is like there's a good side to technology and all these advancements, and then there's a dark side to it. It's double edged. You don't get one without the other. So just be careful with all <laughs> well, of it. Speaking of conspiracy theories, what oh, about? Yes, let's do it. What about if I'm just all obviously hypothetical? I was just. You know, I got a little fucked up in my room one day and I was thinking. Yeah. So, TikTok for China. uh, TikTok's a China-owned app, right? So, uh, China's TikTok shows kids, like, entrepreneurial routes, kind of, or, like, you know, very educational videos. That's all their algorithm is for China. And then they shut it off at 10. Yeah. So, no one can get on social media after 10. Mm Mm-hmm. And then you obviously go to the Western culture, TikTok, and it's anything girls shaking their ass, controversial topics with God, God knows what. Someone can find anything to argue about. But, on the but that's what you get with freedom, right? Yeah. There's no free. Imagine like that kind of control over a society like they have in China. I mean, in that situation, it benefits people and yeah. the kids because they're they have like positive things in front of them, but. At the same time, you those kids no don't have any freedom. Yeah, no, no, no. I'd, right? But I'm saying, like, the controversial topics of, like, why people, like, you know, you see people going out, protesting, and arguing, and, like, it seems like as the years go by, Western culture gets more and more divided. Like, yeah. That's, in, from my view, anyways. Yeah, because... What about if they were, it splits people up so much to the point where America or Western culture in general went to, like, a civil war, and then that's when China would move on Taiwan. You could you could argue that's the whole point of TikTok, right? Yeah. You could divide, argue it. Divide the West, and it, they do a fucking good job, man. Like I see those people arguing, like people whether it's Andrew Tate, uh, there's like a Drew chick now. People are arguing about. Yeah, there's it's tribalism, anything. man. It's you're on this side, you're on that side, yeah. and I think that's like the biggest uh, um, wool over the world's eyes is like 
it's this side versus that side, Republican versus Democrat. Right. Um, you know. The Canadian ones, whoever, I don't know. Yeah. Those. Yeah. yeah <laughs> no, no, one knows, no one ever knows the Canadian ones. Everyone knows everything about America. But well, America's the best show on earth. Yeah, they are. They they honestly do a good job at Oh, man, they fucking, draw me in every day. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, uh, I But going back to that, like, the tribal thing, like, I was just thinking yesterday, and I'm like, man, we're all just here. Like, we're yeah. here just trying to get through our day. Most people are just trying to do their best. Yeah, I believe yeah. most people, for majority of people living in Western culture, they're just it's trying to go to work, do their hobbies, and enjoy life. You See, know? Yeah, that's my thing is that I think, like, your immediate community should be the most important thing, and you should stop worrying about, like, federal politics, um, you know, what's going on in the U.S., and just more focus on what's in front of you, your family, your friends, and your community. Like, the people you go to the gym with... Uh, the people down the street from you, the homeless people that are downtown Windsor, like you should focus more on that. And if everybody did that, it'd be a much better world, but it's not entertaining. Mm, you know, right. we've been trained to, you know, uh, have this dopamine rush that we get when we watch TikTok and when we watch the news. So we're like, we're like addicted to that. You know what I mean? When if we just oh, yeah. all collectively put that shit down, we'd be more concerned about what's happening to our friends or yeah. to our neighbors. We'd be more willing to like help them out rather than see them as an enemy. I would help my neighbor out, but he's a, um, I don't know, NDP guy. You yeah. know what I mean? Fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, we were driving around yesterday too. And I was, uh, like just, it seems like everywhere we were driving, you would just see like homeless people. And it's like, you know, someone was talking about homelessness not too long ago on another podcast. I was listening to it. It's like, you can control homelessness when it's like a like a couple hundred maybe a thousand people it's like when it gets too big that's where you start having issues because now you can't rein that in like i always go back to like you know these people that run these homeless organizations make like 200 fucking like their salary is ridiculous and it's like it never gets it never gets better though right it never gets better the homelessness is worse every year because they profit off they profit off it it's like you know and everyone just donates because it's like well, we're just trying to do the right thing. It's we're called, trying to help. Yeah, it's create a problem and then have the solution. The same people have create the problem have the solution. I'm not saying like donation place. I'm thinking more like government, right? Why yeah. do you? Why do the gov- Why does governments get so much money in taxpayer funding, and none of the problems get better? It always gets worse. Yeah. Well, because they you know, they off benefit them. off those problems, off homelessness. I would just argue that the, on the homelessness target or uh, topic is that it's. Um, poverty that drives that right Mm -hmm. so the more poverty we have in our community the more homeless people naturally and then like more people now than ever especially in our community in Canada are you know getting close to the fucking poverty line it's hard man even average people people, are just making it of course yeah you're working um, a $20 an hour job which there's like so many jobs that are 20 bucks an hour just go on Kijiji and you'll find hundreds of Indeed them or whatever, but what, yeah. is the, what is the point of working them in most people's eyes what is the point of working a $20 an hour job when it's not going to pay the rent and all your bills you have to work 70 hours a week I don't think that's fair no um, but that's the situation that we're in and I mean you could argue for Sport. days why <laughs> why it's like that but I think poverty is the biggest one man the um, the more money people have and I think there's like studies on this that the more comfortable people are with you know financially the more generous they are right if you're Mm -hmm. tight on the bills you're not going to go help somebody else because you can't you know what i mean if you're doing well in business and in life and you're not worried about paying your own bills i'm a firm believer that 
out of the goodness of your heart, you will help people, you know what I mean? But yeah. especially with us, it's like bills are so tight that you're not seeing that community, you know, bonding anymore. People aren't helping each other out as much. They don't have the time. Or the time. They just don't have the time to help. Like, they're trying to make it work, so they're working so many hours, and they come on, they're tired of shit. So it's like, yeah. you're really worrying about how your neighbor's doing or, like, that guy you saw on the street. You're like, bro, I got, like, yeah. 50 more hours before I can lay down for two days. Right. <laughs> And then, um, to go back to like the gym or healthy lifestyle, it's way cheaper to buy uh, food that's processed and horrible for you than it is to like stay on the outside aisles of the grocery store. Meat is hella expensive right now. Mm-hmm. And we should all be eating a ton of meat. You mm. know what I mean? Yeah, um, chicken's gone up a lot, man. Yeah, produce. My God, dude. It's uh, If you want to spend your whole paycheck at Walmart, just go through the produce aisle and buy some healthy food, you know? hundred bucks looks like half the grocery cart not even like just a few items it's pretty it's it's i don't know but then no one can just get out of that you know what i mean it's like when you're stuck at just making it all the time there's no wiggle room there's no wiggle room to get better yeah it takes money to make money and i mean um you got to save up a little bit of cash to get yourself out of that situation but it's hard for a lot of people to save up a little bit of cash Mm -hmm. right yeah I don't know. It's uh, it's a terrible. Like, I just I don't know what to do to even, you know. We we talk about like who else could we even have in office, and it's like I don't even know. I don't oh, know for politics. Yeah, yeah. like oh, I don't God. know who to have in there, and I'm not a big politics. I think guy, they're all I'm, corrupt, man. They're, <laughs> you can't well, get that high up without being corrupt. Exactly. Somehow. There's always they always have something on you. Like even like uh, you know, people have said like, would you ever do politics in general? Like asking about the job, and I was like, probably not, man, because they would. You know, eventually they have something on you. There's some. There's something once you get high up in politics that there's a oh, we know. hand we just that you can't have. Talk to, about it. <laughs> there's that fucking hand that you're shaking, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, that's a good one. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I know where you're going with that for sure. And yeah, absolutely, you almost gotta like sell a little bit of your soul to be a part of that system. Yeah. You know, everybody's rooting for uh, Pierre Polyev, and I am too. He says all the right things, but at the same time. I don't trust him. He's a politician just like all the rest. What's he going to do when he gets into, into power? Is he really going to change the world? They all say the same thing. You know, I th- you know probably just increase taxes say our, a little bit. Yeah. And move on. They all say the same thing. It's even like if you want to go to like Biden and Harris, they, the first thing they said in there is like, oh, we're going to let people out with marijuana charges. Like, you know, we're going to uh, pardon them. They haven't even done that. No, I know. They it's haven't all, done that yet. And Harrison put most of those people. You know what's funny about that Harris chick? She is rooting for Brittany Griner. I don't know if you know who that is. The girl in Russia right now who got, uh, yeah. what was the thing she got? It was like a they caught her with they uh, uh, cartridge or something. Paper cartridges. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, and she's in jail. And they're fight- she's talking about fighting to get them out. Yet, she will not take the people that she promised to pardon out. Well, this is the problem with uh, ongoing wars, too, is that you have these political games. So, obviously, Russia took her because, you know, they can use her as a pawn. Right. Mm-hmm. Whereas, it's working, you know? That's Oh, yeah. No, it's totally working, but... Um, yeah, I just, like... Kind of ironic. You yeah. Think about it's it. also ironic that as soon as, like, they got into power, they got into the, into office, there's a whole other war again, and you're like, oh, God, here we go, you know? Well, they're sending billions over to Ukraine when, you know, there's ghettos in the U.S. that... You know. We're forty billion to Ukraine, but you won't help the south side of Chicago or Detroit get better. That's what I'm saying. Like, well, they got to make their money somehow. They got to make they got to make their money, but it's like fuck, 
you know, people are not, I don't, like, you know, you got to start asking the so right why questions. Do you think, why do you think all that money is going over there? Like, I'm pretty sure Biden just signed another bill for they to make, send over another billion dollars. But everyone knows, I think, think, that they make, they, <laughs> yeah, I think they we make, all know. I think they make, know. they make money off war, and, and I don't think that's going to go away for a while. I really don't. I think it's just, so, there's always going to be something, they, they have to make money. It's always something about money, right? Mm -hmm. Money uh, corrupts all, but. Uh, I think the Ukraine has always been a place, and like, you can look this up it's always been a place of uh corruption it's one of the most and i'm not even saying that we can't help countries out it's not what i'm saying but it's like we should focus on what's going on here before we start handing out 40 billion dollars yeah but that money is going over there because it can disappear a lot easier than it can inside the, the u.s you know yeah it's true what but happens to that money when it gets over there nobody knows nobody knows oh they're just buying weapons back from themselves <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> nah, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, that's true. Oh well, the the U.S. is the biggest weapons distributor the, in the world. Yeah. So you know the war machine. Crazy military-industrial complex. That's like America. Baby. That's like America's whole, whole thing is war. It's like yeah, we we're so, ready to fucking rock. Yeah, How many years of peace have they had? When I think of the U.S., I think of like two different. I wouldn't say parties, but two different groups. Like there's uh, a lot of people call it like the deep state which is like life, lifelong politicians that are just clinging on to power and they profit off of crazy world events like war, obviously. Mm. But then there's like the American people and uh, even, I don't know, some members of like um, the House or whatever that, that aren't into that, you know? And they just want like freedom for people. Mm -hmm. So there's that side of the, the America, the U.S., and then there's the side that's just like gripping right. on to power uh, money, control, war, all that kind of thing. So yeah. I think there's like two different groups or factions. American people that want freedom. Corporations. 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 America's just three corporations in a trench coat pretending to be a government. That's a pretty good way of seeing it, and I think you're probably right. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's like that. They're not, they're not, they don't really hide it very well either. It's like, oh, how much money did you make off the stock market? You just happen to have a large investment in that company? That's Are we talking crazy. about Nancy Pelosi? Oh, I'm bringing her up. Oh, yeah. I'm bringing her up. Crazy. Like, I don't, uh, is it true? Fuck. Who knows anymore, but I wouldn't, <laughs> doubt, I wouldn't doubt they're all doing that. Of course they are. They all, got, they <laughs> all got their hand in somewhere, right? But what is the point when they can just print money out of thin air? See, that's the thing. Like, they, they print our money, which means nothing. Yeah, let's talk about Canada <laughs> printing money. Yeah, which, well, what's the first thing you you know? You're like, oh, we should just print money to make everyone rich. and then What's the just, first thing you learn in economics class? Yeah, it's you just, can't just print can't money. can't print money. You'll, that's but inflation. That's our, like, yeah. manufacturing inflation. It always leads to, like, the complete degradation of your currency. Yeah. But they're like, well, we... Everyone's really struggling right now. We keep telling them different shit, so we'll just give them some cash so they calm down. <laughs> That's yeah. It's it's <laughs> buying votes. That's buying votes. So, the Liberal NDP party, like the coalition there, um, Trudeau is obviously raising inflation to a fucking astronomical level, and then Jagmeet Singh, <laughs> who he's just like, let's give every Canadian a thousand bucks, and then you know we'll have more votes. Yeah. Like, that doesn't solve anybody's problems. He had Trudeau knew he had to partner up with them because he was fucked. He was struggling. He was struggling. He was again. There's not a lot of people that like him anymore. There's I, a certain group of people that like. There's him. a certain group. The majority of people you talk to when you see like people driving down the street and they got fuck Trudeau stickers on their window and there's Everyone a lot of them. There's a lot of them. You know that something's going on. Either there's like it's a rigged system, or there's a lot of retards out there. You know. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
I don't, uh, I don't know. I, but again, most people I talk to, and I talk to a lot of different people, it's, they're not, they're not for all this, like everything getting more expensive and. Of course uh, not. There no wagers are going up. At rate, record breaking fucking sales, but no fucking bonuses. Yeah. What? Yeah. Thanks for my 50 cent raise a year. Thank you. Doesn't catch up to inflation. Like what Doesn't the fuck? To it. Yeah, know. it's cool. Like I'm still putting a hundred dollars in my tank. That's awesome. There's yeah. still a one in front of that fucking for gas, right? Remember when I was in the cents? Do you remember that? You probably yeah. when you were driving. Listen, man, listen. This is really gonna age myself, but when I was younger, I remember gas at 30 cents. Wow. Yeah. 30 I, cents. I couldn't even fathom. I'm it not shitting 30. you. So I remember uh, my parents talking and they're like, yeah, I hear gas is going to go up to a dollar. And then we all thought that the world was going to end because gas was going up to a dollar from 30 cents. It went up to a dollar. Nothing happened. <laughs> went back down to 50 cents and it kind of stayed at 50 cents for when I first started driving. And then boom, now it's up to $2. Back down, obviously, the money is like it was like two, now, but wasn't it like two fucking eighteen too, like two dollars eighteen cents, and then now it's like, oh wow, we got it back at like one sixty, thank God. But yeah. It's like still, I'm putting over, I put still one hundred and fifteen dollars in my tank, still at that, and it's like, fuck, man. Yeah, I don't even go places because you can't you know go. It. <laughs> oh, I'd love to go on a road trip. You got two hundred bucks to get there and back. Like maybe even in the like when obviously COVID shut everything down like those plane rides were fucking so like cheap remember those plane yeah. rides that were like something stupid it'd be like 150 dollars for both ways and you're like fucking yup isn't it crazy how we're always gonna from now on see life pre-covid post-covid it's almost like 9-11 pre-9-11 yeah. post-9-11 it's, it's pretty much the same thing right yeah things are different permanently now things are differently well because like this is something that has majorly affect every part of society no matter who you yeah. are or what you did yeah that's a shared experience so it we all affected everybody except the billionaires well nothing will affect them well the <laughs> ju- rules didn't apply to them man rules applied to everyone else except them right yeah. they were still allowed to go out and fly jets and go shake hands yeah and andrew tate has a good bit on that <laughs> yeah he does he does the fucking top g the top <laughs> g but uh no man i don't know that uh covid did change a lot it really uh fucking i don't know i think about that and you don't even think that could happen in our lifetime and it did and it was like you know two years got stripped from everybody and i don't think a lot of people knew what to do with that when two years when you get stunted like even me like when i got stunted in the gym i was like what the fuck this is weird i I never had this happen to me i don't i don't like that there was a whirlwind of world events that happened in the last and it felt like everyone was together in the beginning in the beginning, it felt like almost everybody was together. Yeah. Like, oh, we got to bind up together. But it's like, pff, shit. When that vaccine came out, that split up so many fucking people so fast. That was, and then if you did, weren't split up about that, it was like, what Masks. else can we put? Mask. Yeah. What else BLM. can we do? Yeah, BLM. What else can we put in front of that? I'm telling you, man. It's all, like, all part of this, some crazy plan to divide us. You know, that's why you got to just tune out. Tune out. Because uh, when you do that, you turn off the news and... Like, even a lot of TikTok videos or wherever you're getting your YouTube, like, a lot of it is divide, divide, you right. know, this side, mm-hmm. that side. You just shut it all off, and you start seeing people for what they really are, which is just... Regular folks. Someone trying to get by. Yeah. I think that's most people, though. I think most people are just trying to live their life and not worry about that bullshit, but... Yeah. It's hard when that's all you see. Definitely. Mm-hmm. A good example would be porn. You watch oh, a whole yeah. lot of porn, you sexualize everybody in your mind you know like everything because the more you watch it the more you see that in life right 
It's the same with a that's, lot of things. Yeah, that's heavy with everything, though. Everything with social media, like, obviously, sex sells. Like, it's always, like, you know, you'll scroll for a little bit, and it's some girl promoting her OnlyFans, and then you keep scrolling. It's always, it's something, right? But it's, like, you know, there's even a study that showed that uh, this is, like, the people with the highest virginity rate ever and lowest testosterone ever. Lowest testosterone is from food, for yeah. sure. For oh, yeah. That's for sure from food. But, like... The, the porn addiction, it's like the fact that, you know, I always say this thing where, you know, uh, they always say, uh, before you meet a girl, jerk off. And if you still want to see her after, then that means she's the one. Like, <laughs> yeah, like right? Wild. But it's like, uh, there's people that, you know, they don't fantasize a relationship or trying to have a connection with an opposite sex or whoever or another person in general, but they don't have that initiation because they don't have to, right? They can just search up porn, get it done. And yeah, the if, we're, if that's the topic, we're on the topic of porn, absolutely. Like, you're seeing people as sex objects, right? You're yeah. just looking for a body to masturbate with. Um, Which when you cut that shit out yeah. of your life, it's pretty amazing um, how your mentality changes. It's a lot easier to, like, have a natural conversation with pretty much anybody. You know what I mean? Mm. Especially the opposite sex because you're actually trying to get to know them rather than um, just rush through it exactly yeah. yeah so word of advice to all the youngsters out there stop watching that shit yeah, yeah. if it's free you're the product there you go exactly free, the especially when you get into like your soul is the price you get, it, baby. like there's some crazy shit out there now like you i remember as a kid even seeing it and i was like wow well like, that's I, the thing is it's just like caffeine or the law of diminishing results it's like the third time i brought that up but mm -hmm. it's true for this too is a little bit gets you off the one day and it's a little bit more and it's something different. Then it's something more extreme. And all of a sudden, you're watching the craziest midget porn, whatever it is. Something yep. totally obscure and disgusting just to get that That would rush. never actually happen in your life. Right. That Unless you're rich. Unless you're rich, yeah. Unless you're rich and going to orgies. This is a totally different topic. Sorry, my bad. What the hell are rich people up to then? <laughs> yeah, they're doing orgies. They have all the fun stuff. They, they like to keep it away from us. Orgies, buffets. Like, it's a crazy. It's a whole other separate yeah discussion but uh <laughs> no man i don't know i just i, I even like think about as a kid like how young do kids have phones and tablets now and how young are you seeing that like i remember the day and age that i found out about it i was pretty young changed my life that's for sure yeah Born? oh yeah fifth grade but like probably <laughs> think around about, there yeah. <laughs> think about like our dad's era where they had to there was no internet man no, you man. had to go to a store and not look another man in the eye in that store man you had oh. to go in there and hope that you weren't in the same aisle Fuck you me. had to go to the variety store yeah walk to the video section the very back spread the beads <laughs> and then, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. walk back there yeah the walk of shame yeah where you had the dvd in your and hand uh, this is like this is when you're a little kid and you're like peeking through what's here and then the owner comes over he's like get out of there yeah you know? get out of there <laughs> yeah like they're i don't know man the kids definitely have such an early access now especially with tiktok if every time i'm scrolling every 10 minutes there's a girl shaking their ass i can only imagine yeah, what that scares me to have kids man really i don't have kids now but i think about that you know what are they going to be exposed to what kind of world are they going to be born into and grow up in you know what i mean yeah it's crazy now he, he was saying imagine that in the future you know yeah uh, pretty scary and you can't control everything that's the scariest part too right you have to give them a certain amount of autonomy and what are they going to be exposed to? Yeah. What is going to be normalized five years from now? Yeah. You can see what's normalized now, pretty scary. And in the future, damn, you know? 
Yeah, I don't know. There's just a. Uh, he was saying that the other day too about like, oh, why would I want to bring? Especially with, you know, I think the depression rate and anxiety rate with people. It's like, how? Like, why would I want to bring someone else into this world that could potentially end up like that? Like, right? It's the highest it's ever been. Mm-hmm. Highest it's ever been. I don't know if the answer is necessarily putting them all on SSRIs. I don't think that's also the answer, but what do I know, right? I'm not, I have never taken that stuff, so I don't know well, what that's it does. Another, that's another one of the uh, quick fix examples, right? Mm-hmm. So what leads you to be depressed? Usually it's like the same things. Doctors will say it's like a chemical imbalance in your brain, and but I'd argue it's probably, are you getting enough sleep? Are you getting enough sunlight? Diet. Do you have the nutrients like in your body that you need, uh, vitamin D, all those things, right? Are you physically active? Are you doing things that are hard on a daily basis? Are you in nature? Like majority of people probably not. So then you take a pill, quick fix to try to fix yourself and that spirals downhill. I don't, mm-hmm. yeah, like again, even with that though, I don't want to sound inconsiderate because again, I don't know. And I agree. I, I like, I know some, I know two people in general specifically obviously i'm not gonna say their names but they they tell me like they're on them and i always ask and i'm just like i, I don't take it as like a, what's that like yeah and right? I'm, I'm just like what what does it make you feel yeah and they all and, and dull they always say like numb, numb. it yeah. makes me feel numb and i said like and i'm like do so you think do you think that's a good thing that you're not necessarily feeling your emotions of what no, you I feel? feel alive right like i think you especially as like a 20 year old like people that you know, I think you should almost have anxiety. Like, there, don't get me wrong. There's severe anxiety, but that's I, a good point. At 20, you should because you're trying to figure shit out. I think we're all trying to figure shit out. Like, whether even it's sometimes as you get older, you're trying to figure shit out. But even like, I, I think maybe from like, I want to say 18 to 25, you're really because that's you're a fresh adult, and now you're trying to like figure out things. So whether you're trying to figure out like bonding with people just life in general because now you got like taxes bills you got to work every fucking day now so now you, you want to numb yourself this is, this is like a lot that comes at you which it is it's it is a lot that especially if you're coming right out of high school into something like that like i don't know if the, but i can't say like the answer is it's like every doctor just like well it's it's good for big pharma like let's just throw them all on SSRIs, man let's just get them on something well there's a <laughs> yeah. pill for that well it's not working well hold on we got something else for that we got take that original dose that's not working for you but hold on we got something else that we can put on top of that i i, I don't know if i can sit there and say that's the answer i don't i don't want to but i also don't want to sound inconsiderate right i think there's a few things that like underlie um that that issue of like if you need if you have chronic depression uh the one thing we talked about was like chronic masturbation to porn that numbs you because you're obviously spiking your dopamine on a daily basis and then you don't get the same dopamine rush for just normal things right like a things that are hard like um, building a business or working out those things don't get you off because only jacking off gets you off you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um but yeah and then another one would be like uh alcohol drinking all the time so i don't drink a lot I used, I used to, trust me, like, I, my 20s were all about partying. Um, but recently, this summer especially, I've really not drank a lot at all. And I noticed a big difference. So um, I like things that are, like, hard. And uh, even simple things like going for a walk release that dopamine. And then the crazy thing is when I start, like, say I have a Saturday night where I drink, it takes a good, like, three days for me to enjoy those things again. You know, for the next three days, even yeah. if I'm not hungover on the third day, I still feel that like numbness. 
And in the back of my head, because I haven't drank for, say, a month before that, I'm just like, okay, maybe tomorrow will start feeling normal. But imagine you're somebody that drinks two, three times a week and, say, on top of that, jerking off to porn. You feel numb always, all the time. Imagine walking around feeling like that all the time, you know? Plus, on top of that, you eat like shit. You know, you're not necessarily feeling alive. So then, yeah, of course that's going to cause chronic depression. You don't get that feel good from fresh air when you walk outside, you know, when it yep. should. I've um, never had a guest talk so much shit about me in such a short period of time. <laughs> what the fuck? You didn't have to call yeah, me out that hard AJ two hours in. AJ's calling him out like that. Damn, bro. <laughs> but uh, no, man, I, I totally agree with that. I just, uh, again, uh, even like the, the second person, uh, you know, she, she went to a therapist, uh, at, like started talking about the SSRIs. And, you know, she took them for, like, two months. And then she, I remember she was telling me she went in there and asked, like, oh, when am I fixed or whatever? Like, when do I have to stop taking these? And he was like, oh, oh yeah. like, you, you just take them for the rest of your life. You just do this now. Like, you just take them for the rest of your life. Yeah, and then she scary. was like, I don't want to take these for the rest of my life. And then she uh, she tried to cold turkey them. And she's like, I legitimately went. I don't think felt, you can do that. She's like, I went You're through. You're really not supposed to. She, she went through a withdrawal. Like, she yeah. was like, I, like a, she goes, I felt like a, like a drug addict. Yeah. Like she was like, I was actually had like sweats. I was like sensitive to light, and she wow. was. It took me like a while to actually like kick them. She goes, she, uh, you know, we had a guy on here named Tyler Ferreira, a really good buddy of mine, and he had a heavy. We had a heavy discussion about SSRIs, and he goes, uh, he said he was talking to somebody. And he said I think it would be uh, easier for someone to uh, kick heroin than it would be SSRIs. Like the average person on SSRIs is like twelve years. Well, and what's it doing for that twelve years if it's making you feel numb? permanent neural pathways <laughs> right yeah. like I, I again and what you know we can even if you want to get into deeper like these school shooters are all end up being on ssri is that true yes oh well damn all of them damn like i don't that's mind-blowing right and i uh, like again it's good for big pharma like they'll keep feeding you whatever man i'm not yeah. saying like that's the again i don't want to sound inconsiderate i just don't know I, i'm a big guy on like i think if you improve, oh natural I am. I, I've tried always everything. I've, anything I could ever do, I've always tried to stay away from, like, those pharmaceutical yeah, yeah. drugs. I have. I've always been a big guy and on I feel that. like everybody has their crutch, their thing, and that's fine. That's normal. But the underlying mentality that you should probably have with life is, like, I don't want to rely on everything. This is coming from me who, like, I drink caffeine every single day. I absolutely heavily rely on caffeine. Right. But obviously I know I need to stop, and I probably should, you know, mm -hmm. cycle off the caffeine. But, uh... Yeah, I just, you know, you need to adopt that philosophy where it's like, try not to rely on anything, right? You'd be fine if you got stranded in the woods and you didn't have your cell phone, right? you know? I, yeah, I just... Uh, Even though I don't live up to that standard because I drink caffeine every day, I'm just saying, like, that should... You know, you should strive for. To, you should strive for that. It's yeah. well. It's the same thing. We can go back to like even taking pre-workout just to work out. Like you're relying on that just to get through your workout. I don't think that's the right thing. Like you, you gotta enjoy shit. There's, I believe there's emotions you gotta feel, and I don't think like that's a bad thing because I yeah. think those make you grow as a person. I really that's do. That's a good point. So, I, um, when I first started doing personal training, like I got nervous again, bro. I was like, I have a consultation in an hour. Like my heart started racing. I started getting sweaty again. And then when you go through the consultation and then it's done, say you sign them, you made a sale, or even if you didn't, when it's over, you get that wave of relief and you feel good. That's like, damn, that's what that's all about, you know? <laughs> yeah, I felt something. I felt like alive in those, those moments. Those like 
hard tasks almost or like if you say you put something off for a long time you're like okay i gotta dial in and do it you yeah. feel like the weight off your shoulders yeah. is like get nervous oh again, thank god know? thank god i did that yeah Fuck. it's like remember in high school when you had to do a presentation on friday oh yeah and my favorite time you oh were, my god i love talking because i'd always be fucked up you were you were hilarious you're probably the funny guy in class so you're different but well, uh, he, he well, was something i was <laughs> i was under the influence is what i was so i was like oh my god i'm allowed to talk in front of a group of people that sounds awesome <laughs> and you have to listen yeah. uh, you guys gotta listen to me ramble is this presentation done there's two words on the slide but i'll go for an hour on just this one pick that's great that's great no, but even that, then when you're done your presentation, you're like, oh, thank God. Like, yeah. thank God I'm done yeah. that. It's always like everything. It's even like if you don't want to go to the gym that day. It's like something about not wanting to do it that day, going, yeah. doing your workout and coming home and being like, man, I did that shit. Like, That's no, a great there's a lot of people that give up. Mm -hmm. I always think about that. I'm like, there's a lot of people that did think that they're not going to go to the gym today and they fucking didn't. And yeah, you know what? I just know that there's obviously definitely days that I don't want to go. I don't even want to go to work some days. But then when you, you know, just buckle down and get through it, pull yourself up by the bootstraps, <laughs> you get to work or you get to your workout. And then, you know, two hours in, you're like, why was I even bothered by that this morning? You know yeah. what I mean? It wasn't that bad. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes you just got to act even though you don't, your mind's telling you, no, stay home. Right. Just go out and expose yourself and right. then you actually feel better about mm -hmm. it. But those experiences make you grow as a person. Like, even I think, like, some of the bad things, like, some of the bad times, like, those friends I had, like, I had to realize, like, when I lost all my weight, man, I say this all the time, there's one guy in particular that sticks in my head. He was like, you lose a couple pounds and you don't, you forget who your real friends are. That's what he told yeah. me. That's what he said to me. Yeah. And I was like, I realized very quickly, that's when I started hanging out with him. Yeah. And, uh. You're a positive influence in his life. Yeah, well, I think you just used me for the microwave I had in my garage at the oh, time. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I was making my chicken and rice in that bitch. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, man, I, I just, like, you realize very quickly, I think. And I yeah. think, I, I and I necessarily, uh, anybody that I have cut out of my life, um, just for my own benefit, I honestly don't have any kind of hatred towards those people or anything like that because I, I wouldn't be in the position I am. I wouldn't be doing this right now. I wouldn't be talking yeah. to you. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Like I, I can't really sit there and say like I regret anything because uh, and, and maybe when I was uh, if you caught me even like two years ago, I would say, oh, yeah, I regretted this, this, yeah. this. Like, obviously, there's things that you regret. But again, you can't necessarily say that because you're in the position you're in now. Mm. And uh, I don't know. I, I think about that all the time. I think about like where I was even, you know, you want to fucking say five years ago to yeah. now yeah. to now. And there's that, that old saying, it's like crabs in a bucket, you know, so you try to better yourself. Wait, what? Yeah, I've never. Crabs in a bucket? Go back man, to this that. This is an old man <laughs> saying, AJ. Are you serious? You crabs, crabs in a bucket? In a bucket? I, I, I can't let that gather, go. Gather around, let me tell you. So when you start bettering yourself, so you start making better decisions, you start working out, uh, your old friends there are trying to pull you back down into your old habits, right? right. So they're like, bro, why are you doing this? They almost try to shame you, even though it's yeah. a good thing. And I'll give you a good example, too, is, like, um, I'm huge into fitness. You'd almost say, like, I'm obsessed with it. So I go to the gym, I work out, and then I watch fucking YouTube videos on fitness, all this, right? So people outside looking in kind of almost shame me for, like, you have a problem, yet those are the people that can't socialize without alcohol. You know yeah, I mean? yeah. So they're almost trying to shame you or try to pull you down into that bucket where it's like, well, I'm trying to benefit my life. And then you're almost trying to shame me for doing things that are good for me. 
you know, because it doesn't benefit you or your life. You know what I mean? They, they're probably just scared that they're going to lose you. You know, they're normal people, but... That's a, that's a good theory, but I've always thought of it as, like, people that hate on you like that, they usually, the way I look at it is, they usually don't understand because you guys both started in the same position, almost, if that kind of makes sense. Like, you both started in this one position, and now that they see you doing better, they're like, well, how the fuck did that happen? Climbing out how, of the bucket. Right? How did that fucking happen? Because me and this guy were the same people... You know, Ooh. even if you want to say two years ago. Now you're so, making them feel insecure. Right. And and that's where I think uh, even if you want to go as far as debates, when people end up getting into arguments about certain debates, like people can't have debates anymore because there's insults that come really quick with that. It's like, you're a fucking idiot. You don't know what you're talking about. And it's like, yeah. that's where shit goes south. That's why you can't really have debates with too many people because that ends up. You know, if once you start calling people names, it, it's like everything that you now say is out the window because they're not they're not listening to you, right? They're yeah. they're focused on like you calling them whatever you called them. So that's why I think that, and I think it's, it just goes to the same point where me and this person started in the same spot, and now they're doing better than me. What the fuck went wrong? They can't figure it out, and they're upset, so they project. So I'm just gonna shame you. Yeah. Right. And. Yeah. Uh, you know, that speaks also a lot on their character. But again, I go back to, I hope those people figure it out because I, I wish nothing but the best for them. I wish nothing but the best for everybody, man. I hope I hope everyone strives yeah. and figures it out, man. I think I really at, the core, at the core of that, you have to be willing to let go, right? right? So if you have this idea of how the world should be, say you're like, uh, say you're a socialist and then you meet someone that's not and they prove you wrong in a debate, but you're married. That's your identity. Right. You're married to that. Right. So you're gonna defend it to the death, even when you're wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's the same with a lot of things. So um, you have to be willing to let go of bad ideas and stuff that doesn't serve you, and then you know take on new ideas. You know this is you're not married to anything. You're not I, taking anything personal. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I guess I was wrong about that. That's a hard thing to do, though. But Everybody I think those, that, that makes you grow, though. Like, admitting yeah. when you are wrong is oh. easy, which I, I've admitted, like, even we've had discussions, and I never knew about something, and he'll, he'll bring yeah. something to my attention. I'm like, oh, shit, man, I never knew that. Like, yeah. I didn't know that was a thing. My bad. Exactly. I, I, you know, maybe I got to do deeper research. Yeah. But I don't, like, I don't think that's necessarily the case with everybody. I don't think that's no. necessarily yeah. the case with when people are like, you know, there's, you know, you can bring a fact up and they'll just ignore that fact and they'll be like, well, I don't think that like that could be your truth, but that's yeah. not my truth. But it's like, how far does oh, that go? Your truth and my truth. Right. Like how, how, f well then, you know, we can't, no yeah. one can sit here and debate what a truth is then, because if we all have a different definition of what a truth is, then w there's no debating. There, there, yeah. that, that, that <laughs> no, that's de a good point. Right. That yeah. debate doesn't work anymore. That debate's out the fucking window. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You can't just say, well, that's my truth. Well, <laughs> What is your truth? Then, because you, then you can't agree on anything. Right? Because now you're not getting anywhere. You're just yelling at each other. Yeah. yeah. Right? You got to find a common ground. And I think that's why podcasts in general are good for that because these discussions help. Yeah. Right? These discussions help most. Like a lot of people will listen to this and be like, these guys don't know what the fuck they're talking about. We don't. And we don't. We don't. That's, why we, that's why we got Google, man. Yeah. Like that's why we got Google and we I'll post make this shit up as I go. Yeah. yeah. Like we're all fibbing. But again, I think that does help. I do, and I think if you can be open to certain perspectives, that's why I originally wanted to start this and like want to talk to people. Why I wanted to talk to you? Why I wanted to talk to so yeah. many people and future guests? And I, uh, I think uh, you know he enjoys he enjoys it. Uh, I enjoy it, and 
it's just something that I think is important to talk about. And I think the fact that we kind of shade it away and put it to the side is weird well, to me. Yeah, and everybody kind of has like talking points. They just regurgitate mm. talking points. Right. You can't do that in a long form podcast. No. How many talking points do you know that are going to last for a three hour conversation? It doesn't happen. So eventually you're going to have to give up those talking points and, uh, you know, discuss further or like dive deeper into it and mm. you'll probably find that oh shit you know that was wrong <laughs> there's well you end up no doing research that, right you end up doing your own research and you end up figuring out things that's why i love having people even if i had people that didn't agree with me like let's say the ssri thing if someone was like no nah, he's wrong well okay i would love for you to come on here and explain to me why i'm wrong yeah like show me what your point of view is and maybe we can have a discussion maybe you open my perspective and i open yours yeah and i think that's like uh not taking anything personally right you know if you take it personal it's as like a personal attack you know you're wrong it's you know that's kind of personal whereas you know your ideas are wrong here's why it's a little bit different it's easy yeah. to do that over a screen too oh yeah right? a lot of it's keyboard really, warriors really really that's a, lot a good of people point thrive on that right the, i i uh, i couldn't imagine just like you, you know, know what i was i was guilty of that for sure um of arguing with people online facebook Oh yeah, like uh, family in members. The oh okay. okay. Oh yeah. Start an argument with Facebook comments. Okay, sections. so a little bit of background. When I go to like family occasions, Christmas, Thanksgiving, we got um, my dad and I who are like on one side, and then the rest of my family who are on another side. So it made for some really good family conversations. My grandma would be yelling from the kitchen, "Stop it! Stop it!" Because we're like arguing about, you know, it starts with politics, then it goes to hockey. Um, but yeah so i just used to that heated battle kind of thing and we used to when we weren't at the family gathering it went to facebook for everybody to see <laughs> oh yeah this, let's see what the piercy family's oh, doing God. Eh? yeah i'm talking yeah. like the windsor star it didn't matter where it was it was on, on site <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah crazy man but i gave that up completely i don't even buy into that anymore like uh facebook i might scroll through it once in a while but once those articles pop up you I just get off i don't care anymore yeah you don't comment anymore right no that's good because uh i know guys that comment like i'll see guys that i know arguing and i'm like i'll text them they get off man get off yeah. don't be fucking arguing because you're wasting your time the man. internet is forever too because even yeah. having a discussion like that over text like, I actually thoroughly don't like texting people. Like, I like to actually call them or even see them face-to-face because, -face like, I don't know. I think it's just better communication, well, better action. it can be easily misinterpreted over text. Easily. That's what you're saying, yeah. Easily. So, like, that's why it's, like, arguing with somebody over, you know, a mess where, first of all, both of you aren't face-to-face. -face, and then if you do make a comment where it's, like, well, you're just a fucking idiot. Well, here's the problem, too, is most conversations that are, like, you know, these arguments that we're talking about are fucking complex arguments right they are so try putting that into a if you put it into a paragraph that guy ain't reading it yeah he's not reading a paragraph if you put it into a sentence it's too simple for you to like Portray you know your full opinion or the information you have yeah exactly so why bother so why bother right yeah. and then it's like i don't know you just uh, i went back to you know i don't know how good it is to even ask these like i don't know if you ever see those uh videos of like people outside universities and they didn't want to ask these students like these hard hitting issues and i'm yeah. like i don't know if that's the right idea either i used to watch a lot of that too 
Louder, but like, louder with Crowder. But yeah. we, we talked about him, and I said, like, I, I don't know if that's even a good idea. I don't know if I could sit there and say that's a good yeah. idea just to sit like, out there. I think you got to have a certain amount of respect for him because he does, like, kind of try to keep it mellow and, like, respect the other person. I find that that's commendable for sure, but... Yeah, it's just always, though, like, questions that, like, I got you questions. It's kind of crazy, though, how, like, um, majority of those students do think one way. It's almost like indoctrination. Yeah. Or he's targeting a certain kind hey, of people. Hey, boom, there you go. No, you're right, for sure. <laughs> he, that's the, it. He's targeting, yeah. And it's just like, I... Well, that's what... Well, you know, editing, you, right? Well, yeah. if you're just talking to guys who agree with you, it's kind of like, oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, no, I agree. But if you're talking yeah, to someone... <laughs> that's not going to get the click. No, I'm going to click on that. I'm not watching that. Yeah. I want to see this guy. I want this 30-year-old man to start yelling at the 20-year-olds about his talking points. Because he's going to say them louder. Yeah. That's the content we want to see. <laughs> right, and people, it obviously gets views it gets clicks yeah. like and mm-hmm. there's he's not the only guy that does it no. right he there's was, a lot of those guys who just could regurgitate talking points to right. make people look like idiots mm-hmm. like are they wrong all the time i mean probably but sometimes they, they're like yeah okay well we shouldn't have it this way because i have these beliefs yeah. and then they'll have a real discussion yeah. but a lot of the times they're just like now nah, fuck this kid he don't know shit <laughs> yeah that's you <laughs> that's, <laughs> i'm gonna say some shit and he's gonna be like i don't even know <laughs> <laughs> yeah but I don't know. It's just like I don't necessarily think that's the best idea either. I think we should just let kids, you know, especially if you're doing that at universities, just let them focus on whatever. Yeah, but you used to have debate clubs. That's true. Yeah, I didn't actually. I totally forgot about those. Fuck, mm. totally debate clubs. Did yeah. we have a debate club in high school? It was like uh, they did. There was four people in it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but that was like a thing. Like it was um, a way for you to get your ideas out in a healthy. And it was like it was refed. It was moderated. So you could that's, actually get your ideas out. People right. could watch. Like, that's kind of cool. Right. I would go to that. Yeah. But, like, do you... That's what I'm saying. That's not really an idea now. Because what I'm saying about the debating is, like, those debate clubs you're talking about is, like, you had to shut the fuck up to let this person talk. The problem is I don't think enough people shut the fuck up to let them get Oh, yeah. It's too emotionally... It's, it's too... You're it's too when you're too now. emotionally invested in something yeah. and someone brings up a fact that... You know, you may not think is good, but that's the thing that if, no, some, if something that is bugging you, like if that's the one thing you're listening to bugs you and it sort of resonates with you, there's a it hit a nerve, right? It hit a nerve. <laughs> yeah, you're just now reacting. You, now you got to react to yeah. it. And it's like, again, I go back to you're not listening to the rest of his sentence. So if he was, you know, whatever controversial topic you want to even bring up, but it's like once they bring up a fact, you're not even listening to whatever he said. Now you're just going to re- focus on responding back to whatever. That's when it turns to personal insults. Right. And that's, and then that's where I think it goes south. It goes south yeah. real quick. As soon as I hear a personal like, insult, I, I go, I always say this story on the podcast where I was at a bar one time and I'm listening to this man and woman. Uh, they're arguing about, uh, the one doesn't like the woman does not like Trump and the guy's a big pro Trumper. And usually the case. <laughs> and, and, and it, uh, it went south in three minutes. Like three minutes in the discussion, this guy called this woman three different names. And I remember I looked at him and I said, hey, man, you're trying to have a discussion with this woman about politics. And On a date. And, and, if you, and you called her three different fucking names. And she hasn't said one thing to you. She hasn't raised her voice at you or anything like that. She's just trying to have a discussion. And you called her three different names. Like where? why do you think people can't have discussions like this? Yeah. Right? Why do you think that... You know, people are so hesitant to share their even their beliefs or put themselves out there. Yeah, Why would you put yourself down. out there if you have a guy like that that's just going to scream at you? Yeah, that's not. I I don't think that's product uh, productive at all. Like I don't think that gets you really anywhere. No, and I think that 
I don't even think I have to say that to prove that. I think you could just visually look at it and see, like, yeah, that gets nowhere. Like, that gets absolutely nowhere. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. even that, even uh, we listen to this YouTube channel, Ch- Channel 5, and he always goes to, like, where it's, like, pro-choice rallies or something like that, and they're both just fucking yelling names at each other they're not even discussing anything they're just yelling full-blown names at each other. <laughs> are you fucking dumb are you fucking dumb that's all it is are you fucking stupid that's, that's what it turns into yeah. right like yeah. and yeah. it's like yeah when you call start calling people dumb of course you think that's gonna be responsive what do you think the response is gonna be man yeah, absolutely i know guys that you, if you call them dumb they'll smack you in the mouth so fast it's, it's hard though man because well a you can't just smack people in the mouth anymore yeah, so you can, you, know, you, you, can you can just say whatever you want to someone's face and there's no ramifications for it, especially online, right? Yeah. So that's a problem. Yeah. I mean, not saying you should be able to smack people around, but... Um, but I guarantee you most of those people that comment that shit would never say that to somebody's face. Right. They there's, would like, never. no respect because you're hidden behind a screen, right? right? Whereas if you're in person, you almost have a little bit more respect, you know? Unless they're just totally giving it to you. Well, but. you ever see that video? I'm not, not really... Like, Andrew Tate, where he... Uh, this guy commented on him and, like, started calling him names and shit like that. And Tandre Tate showed up to his house and the guy ended up calling the cops. You ever seen this? No. He ends up, like, calling the cops and being like, he's here at my house and blah, blah. He's like, I just want to talk, man. You were talking shit about me and I'm just here to have a discussion. Yeah. And the guy was, like, crying and whining about it. But it goes to show you, like, when someone's confronted mm. with, like, hard and shit. I'm not even saying, like, I agree with that guy in general. But it's just, like, the fact yeah, that. I know what you're saying, yeah. The fact that, you know. You, you Keyboard know, warrior. Right? Mm. Especially you're going to. Keyboard warrior, you know, even if you don't like Andrew Tate, it doesn't matter. He's a fucking four-time, you know, kickboxing champion. That guy will smack your ass silly, you know what I mean? Not saying That's that he someone you got to respect. But it's, like, someone you got to respect. And not to mention, he can debate you all day. Like, he's he's one of those guys that will do it, right? And yeah. I don't. And I think even uh, if you want to go back to him, him being banned, it's only actually helped him even more. Who do you want to see Andrew Tate debate? That Drew chick. There's yeah. that Drew chick. I'd like to see her. Like, I don't That'd agree. Cool. I don't. I should mention, I'm going to clarify. I don't agree with both. I don't think the answer is shitting on women. And I don't think the answer is shitting on men. Because I think that's what Drew and both of them do. I think Andrew Tate personally he did it for business purposes. And it's, he's only made, dude, millions of dollars since. I think it depends thing. on which side of TikTok you're getting, too. It does, but I get both. Like, I see what Drew says and I see what Andrew Tate says. And I, I don't necessarily agree with both of them. But they're also, I, I believe, you're allowed to have an opinion and they can have that out there. I Absolutely. think we can all sit here and inclusively agree, though. Who bullies like, people more, though? Right? But I don't think, uh, you know, uh, what's that saying? Um, hate. Oh, shit. It's like, it, it's like hate doesn't help hate. So, like, the fact that, you know, Andrew Tate is hating on, you know, whoever, but then she's doing the same thing back. Like, fighting evil with evil never works. I don't think that ends up working. And it's like the fact that, like, you know, if you want to sit here and say, like, Andrew Tate got banned off everything, right? He got banned off everything for well, that's his, not the answer either, yeah. his, his, his views. Well, why does Drew not get banned? Because she talks mm, about how, like, I don't, I, I, I don't like, you know, I, I think a man should be, like, this X height. And it's like, well, men can't control their height. And it's like, well, they should do this, they should do that, but... You know, I'm not going to say necessarily I agree with that either. And it's like, well, if, you, if you're going to ban one person, like, why not ban this other person? If you're, if you're going to sit there and say you don't want to promote hate towards either gender or whatever side, I think you should kick both those people off that promote both those sides. If you're going to do that instead of being... Uh, yeah, that's but, but again, I'm also big on free speech. I don't think anyone should get kicked off. I think you should have a view. Yeah. If the fucking Taliban can have a fucking Twitter, yeah. these people should be able to speak about well, yeah, what they, their it's, views. It's uh, the best disinfectant is sunlight so even like 
um, Nazis with the worst worldview ever should almost like have a platform where they can have a conversation and get because it's a bad idea. We can all agree it's a bad we, idea. Even flat yeah. Earth, so, we can all agree yeah. that flat Earth is okay, real, but it's example. out there. Exactly. So put it out there so that we can have an honest conversation about it. Right. You know, but don't the, let it don't let it fester in the dark where it gets stronger. Totally, I agree with that, man. I don't think you should. And I, I'm big on like not shutting people down, but again, that's my views are different on that, right? Like, I, I'm, I'm not, I wouldn't even say I'm like a necessarily libertarian, but I am big I on think, free speech. I, I think you're if you're shutting other people down for their ideas, it's because you can't defend your ideas. So you have right, to shut them down. Right, that's a good point, man, for sure. Yeah. It's it's the fact that you can't re react or have a good comeback or I, not, I, I don't want to use the word comeback actually. Yeah, like, just a good, a, a good argument back. Um, but I totally agree with that, man. I, I think that just, I don't know. It's just like these, again, I go back to even yesterday when I was thinking like, we argue about these stupid ass fucking ideas, man. And it's like, we're never going to be like, yeah, what does it fucking matter? We're never going to agree on anything. And it's like the fact that like, we want to keep bringing up these hard tackling issues and just debate, 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 debate is like, I don't know how that gets mind numbing. There's even podcasts that are dedicated to it. They're just dedicated to shitting on the other side. And it's like, how do you not get bored of that, man? Hey, man, people want to feel something. So when you're numb all the time, what gets the, the brain going? What gets the good feeling chemicals going? It's like drama and right. violence and yelling arguments. and arguments. Oh, like, you're like, yeah. Right. And it's like, you know, you can even go back to like these 19, 20-year-olds, both sides saying they either hate men or hate women. It's like, bro, how many You're women too have, young to pick sides. How many women have you met? Yeah. We're all fucking dumb at 20, man. Not everyone yeah. is like and that. Yeah. Right? If you're you're going to tell me if you're the same person at 19 and like you're 27 now and you're still saying you're that same person, yeah. there's no fucking growth there, man. You grow as people. You're already putting them in a box. Dude, you're already picking a corner. Right? So just sit there and say like that's what I mean. Like these people that put those ideas out saying like I hate this person or I hate this side, I think it's detrimental because now like not to mention kids on that app are young and they're impressionable so it's like if you're going to put that in their head early like if you're going to put into like an 18 19 year old's head that you shouldn't like women it's like that it's stupid because in my personal opinion you know they i think the argument is is like they're acting like we don't need each other which is fucking so bullshit because all throughout human history we've always needed each other and i think that's the only thing that's ever worked like if you look throughout human history all that's worked is when people bind together even if you want to say it's different groups right yeah. different groups that bind together they end up striving for a reason yeah i'm not saying it's always the best groups that strive i'm not saying necessarily that but groups that do end up binding together and figuring that out and realizing they need each other always end up doing good do they not like oh for sure yeah i we're, think they do we're shining a light on differences rather than like trying to find commonalities and things that we can agree on you know, right things that we like about so we I think we got to agree that men and women are different. They are that's different. A fact. So, but that's not a bad thing to say that. I'm, no one's saying that one is superior from the other. Nobody is saying no, that. No, we're just different, and I think opposites attract. And if you're a woman and you want to have more masculine traits, you want to chase that job and not have kids, fine. Yeah. Cool. You're entitled to do what you want. I have no mm -hmm. problem with that. Right. Yeah. Is that a woman that I'm going to look for, like metaphorically speaking, or like for an example? Maybe not, maybe, but don't shame me for not liking that. Don't shame me for, you know, having a specific type of person that I like. I think that's healthy too, right? Right. Because you have preferences, you shouldn't shame that. No, you shouldn't, but, like, certain people do get shamed for them, right? 
Yeah. It's oh, like, for sure. Oh, you're, you're supposed to like this. Yeah. This yeah. is good. This is bad. Yeah. I don't know. There, there's that argument too about like you know. You know, you'll see like, I I gotta be careful with what I say, but like the plus size models, they'll be like, oh, you can't handle all this, and it's just <laughs> yeah. like it's just maybe not that person's preference that they want someone. I think that's a case of like good intentions. So um, these the people that are like, I would say maybe not glorifying but they kind of are so plus size models they have good intentions where it's like we don't want to make women that are plus size feel bad right right but then it has unintended consequences where it's like yeah that is kind of unhealthy we mm. shouldn't really like make that a positive thing but at the same time you shouldn't shame that person right right, right. i've always said i'm a big body positivity guy i am like you yeah, should so be you happy can be body positive but we can all agree but that I, being that big is not it's healthy. not it's not healthy and i i think like you get on tiktok where people are like oh um if they can't handle they're everyone's just insecure about your weight that's how they're reversing it they're reversing uh, yeah. it oh, no. yeah right like oh you're just upset because you need to look a certain way and it's like no that's not what we're saying it's just like there's enough studies out there that prove that being overweight is detrimental like i did it man and i'm not the only guy that had a yeah, crazy you can w- speak on it because like i'm not the only guy that had a weight loss journey like that like the the ethan guy from um uh remember the titans or something like that mm. that big guy the big lineman i don't know yeah yeah, 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 yeah. exactly what you're right talking about. right and he lost uh i forget his name but he lost a crazy amount of weight he, that guy was like 535 pounds he was known as just the, like the fat guy the movies. fat actor fat hollywood actor yeah. he was like jonah hill for a little bit yeah like that's what he was <laughs> another good example yeah but like those guys you know, they did it. Like, yeah. they figured it out. They did it. And I think, like, to sit here and pretend, because that's what it is. It's pretending that it's healthy. It's not. Like, I don't know about you, but I've never seen an overweight 80-year-old. Have I haven't. I, I have never seen. No, you don't last that long. Right? You don't. And it's proven every time. It's even, like, if you want to go back to the bodybuilder thing, that these guys that pump juice and they get up to, like, 300 pounds in the offseason, they end up dying of a heart attack in their 40s or 50s. Yeah, that's not healthy like, either. You're th- are, either way, you're 300 extremes. pounds. You're 300 pounds of fat. You're 300 pounds of muscle. You're 300 pounds. Yeah. Your heart can't fucking handle that. That's a good point. Like, your heart can't handle that shit. No. So that's why I'm like, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, maybe I'm big on it, but it's like, I, all, that's also a biased opinion because I was bigger and I did that, right? I think it's, you again, should, like, look at how your ancestors were. Like, what did your ancestors eat? How did they live? Because, uh, I mean, if our ans- we lived like them today, mm-hmm. we would probably be... A lot healthier probably all living to 100 years old mm-hmm. but why is it that starting from like 1970 1980 1990 we started collectively getting unhealthier and fatter and well even the diseases in the last hundred years a lot of the diseases like ibs and stuff like yeah, that look that's at a picture from like the 1950s of people at the beach not one of them are overweight mm. and they all eat like meat butter eggs bread all the thing bread all the things that are demonized today well they they started not needing like healthy people they kind of just needed as many factory workers as they could grab hey. so they're like okay how do we feed all these people we'll just ultra process and yeah uh, basically me- mechanize the food pro- like industry Industrialize. yeah and then fucking uh you know they get unhealthy they get unhealthy but this chicken costs like five less dollars to produce and send out because it's so fucking fat people are also a lot easier to control when yeah it's like oh everyone's fed and happy so yeah yeah it's true um do you think, like, uh, here's a question. Do you think uh, 
maybe a lot of the processed food, like whether you want to even say fast food like McDonald's or anything like that, like the chemicals they put in it, what do you think that's doing? Do you think that has a cause in like mental health issues? Oh, is that even a question anymore? Well, like, the, is that it has obvious? to be. A, it has to be a question because even okay. The, so the, like the Beyond Meat, when you go to the store and uh, it's like here, have this healthy alternative to beef. It's called Beyond Meat, and you look at the ingredients and it's chemicals. Mm-hmm. How is that healthier? It's not. They're tricking no. you. It's or that natural natural flavor. And that's why I say, like, you should live like your ancestors did, right? They ate meat. So um, even, like, vegetarian and uh, vegan is not healthy. Like, you need meat. You need eggs. You need, like, butter. That kind of thing. Because um, our ancestors, like, they didn't eat vegetables in the wintertime. They eat meat. Right. Th- mm-hmm. That that's a good point because even people talk about that it's like you know i even uh i don't know i've tried like a couple different diets and i i think obviously everyone maybe strives on different ones like i can't say like you know what diet works for me may work different for you yeah like and everything like that but i think uh you know people that get confined to like one diet it's like you know they strip all carbs we'll use keto keto as an example but i I think i think keto a lot of people also don't do keto right. It's very right. effective short term. Short term, but also people I notice don't do keto right because the carbs that you take out, you're supposed to replace with fat. That's literally... Yeah, but bro, there's... People even get lazy with that. They call it lazy keto where they just eat a fucking, you know, whatever they want. Whipped cream because it's, you know, it has no carbs in it. That's not healthy either. Right, that's not. And what's in that? Fuck, yeah. if you read the what's so, on whipped cream... What, they, what they're really doing that's the actual effective thing with keto is counting calories. Right. So they're actually like, even though they're on the keto diet, what's really effective in making the difference is they're counting the calories. And uh, yeah, keto, if you do it right, for sure, it's definitely healthy and beneficial. Like it's, there's a lot of good things, but you can't do it forever. Right. That's, it's exhausting. It's like, you got to put a lot of work into keto. Yeah. And you got to like, that's a commitment, man. If you're going to commit to that, like good on you. Even yeah. if you want to do a lower carb, then fine, but... Yeah, so through my personal training, that's what I preach is just, like, balance, something that you can do forever. Right. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a... Yeah, I think that's a very true point. I think we can all agree on that, that that works. Yeah. So, should we wrap it up? Absolutely. Here, let's yeah, take the shot. Let's take the shot. Okay, tequila. All right, man. It's been really fun. I think we should do this again. Oh, no, man. You're definitely going to be on again. You were, like, one of my favorite guests. Awesome. Cheers, brother. Thanks Appreciate for being that. here. Salud. So before we end it, can you please promote your, uh, you know, we'll put it in the description, but why don't we can let everyone know where we can follow you and whatnot. And yeah, so my business Instagram is um, AMP Transformations. So that's going to be all about my business, my clients. I got uh, workout tips in there. Also, if you click the link in my bio, there's um, programs that I am currently um, promoting and my one-on-one coaching is there too so if you just click on those uh, you'll get right to it if you want to email me for anything business related it's all lowercase all one word aj percy at gmail.com so a-j-a-y-p-e-r-c-y at gmail.com so you can reach out hit me up for anything fitness related and uh yeah so appreciate you having me on. It was a lot of fun. Man, I loved having you on. And uh, we're definitely going to do this again. Th- thanks again, brother. I appreciate that shit, man. Awesome. Thanks, All right, guys. goodbye, everybody.